7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, the Tuesday edition, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide and radio for humans. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, the Swamp. Hi there. How are you? Hello, Rain. Can't hear I'm you. I'm here. Right. I was I was busy. <laughs> Just go. I, hi. Mind. It's happening. The show's happening. It's happening, isn't it? It's really happening. Yeah. Yes. Go nationalists. <laughs> yes. It is. Go nationalists. <laughs> um, um, we'll get to that. We'll we'll have sports talk on the show tonight. A little different than uh, usual, but we'll have sports talk. But yeah, um, yeah. So uh, the uh, Nationals playing uh, the Astros again tonight. Yes. Yes. Is it in yes, Houston? Playing- Yes. See, Ken, you know more about the sports. Wow. Wow. I am the usual. And are they using a white ball with red stitching? They are. They are. You're back. You're you're what we call in baseball parlance. How many touchdowns do they need to get to win now? How many many touchdowns do they need tonight? Oh, you were batting 1,000 tonight. Damn it. (laughs) What the hell, Ken? What the hell? What the hell? Uh, and of course, Joe Santorsa, Mr. Baseball, the Electric City, yeah. <laughs> Scranton, Pennsylvania. Bummed out today. You could have been a bummed. you could have been a color color commentator for baseball. I, I could have. I could have. I, I I do it at the at the minor league park for the whole group in our little section. I do the color. Oh, okay. And the commentary. I, I'm today. My my Hogan Gidley was recalled. Oh. Well. Hogan Gidley. It's, it's got a bad flux capacitor. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What am I missing here? Your nothing, Hogan. Nothing. Your Hogan, Hogan Gidley. Not Ridley. <laughs> Not Ridley. Not Ridley. Ridley Gidley. Ridley Gidley. <laughs> I don't think you're missing anything. I but guess yes, not. I just I, want to put I, this out there. Go yeah. Nats. I'm not even going to sing Baby Shark right now. Okay. All right. What's uh? So it's game six. What is it? Uh, what is mm-hmm. it? Three two. Then yes. All right. So they got to yeah, pull out wow. the last two games. Wow, Ken, I'm really get, impressed. Yeah. You got to get the most yep. goals. Okay, Ken. <laughs> um. <laughs> so anyway, you're, you're, you're uh, purposely, well, <laughs> purposely, full. Full ignorant about baseball. Yeah, I'm being a jag. I think we got him figured out, Joe. Anyway, keeping with tradition from last show, uh, Caitlin Chris has sent us uh, some listener mail. Uh, Mm. She said, AOC kicked Zuckerberg's ass. I'm not on Facebook and I've not been for at least 10 years, 
The more stuff that comes out about Facebook, the happier I am to not be on it. And as for Pat Robertson, full of it, and I agree with Rain about him being a dominionist. And drinks for Trump, an orange Russian, and for Mitch McConnell, a Moscow mule. Um, wow. <laughs> there he goes. Thank you, Caitlin, Chris. And um, yeah, so anyway, um, real quick uh, announcement. Uh, the phone lines are still not working. I tested them. Uh, I'll try and get it sorted out by Friday. I might just have to go download the latest version of Skype or something because I was using this test version that was working just fine. So I'm sure it probably has something to do with... I don't know. I probably just have to fucking update Windows or um, Internet Explorer or something stupid like that. I don't know. So, um, yeah. And uh, also, I want to give a special shout-out to my asshole cat, Jeliza Rose. Okay. Um, she she escaped. Uh, she 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 saw Susan open the door because Billy was out front. Our outdoor, formerly girl kitty, now boy kitty, because we had a mistaken identity. Um, but Billy was outside, and she she follows Billy from window to window to window, you know, throughout the house. And he was out front, and Susan opened the door, and she was like, "Oh, is he out there?" And Jeliza Rose has not been outside in the six years we've owned her. And all of a sudden, Susan opened the door a little bit. Jeliza Rose rushes outside and then doesn't know what the hell to do. And she runs under the car. And so we're down on our hands and knees trying to get her out from under the car. And I'm like, Susan, open the side door. You know, get it wide open. Maybe she'll just run right in. Nope. Ran over to the neighbor's driveway. The, the, not the, well, not that it matters, but it's not, not, not the, the little house rain, but the house, the, the bungalow looks like ours. That's real same frontage as our, our house ran down her driveway. And then I couldn't see her cause she didn't have lights on, you know, over there. And cause she's a little black cat. Mm -hmm. So I run to the garage and I grab the flashlights, come back. She's gone, just gone. We went everywhere. We, we, we trespassed on people's property, uh, you know, just went crazy, talked to the neighbors that were up, um, you know, went through their backyards, and she was just gone. I got about three hours sleep on Sunday. Um, it, would try to sleep on the couch to see if I could hear uh, meowing out the, the, the side in the, by the neighbor's uh, driveway. She wasn't, you know, so I didn't hear anything there. Plus, I couldn't sleep. And then I just kept waking up like every hour to go outside and see if I could find her. So finally, uh, we get up in the morning, um, you know, super early. And then we wait, see if the neighbor stirs because she lets her dogs out in the morning. She let her dogs out. Susan goes over and talk to her. Can we look in your garage? She saw her and then in the garage and then she disappeared. And then finally, the, the woman went back out to try and, um, you know, I don't know. She opened her garage again and went out and she was like, Oh, I see her. Here she is. And I go over and there she is nestled wedged between the front of her garage and a board just covered in grit and dirt and cobwebs and everything. And I reach down, grab her by the scruff of the neck, clutch her to my chest with both arms say, thank you so much. We owe you. And then said, and rushed her to the house and was like, you're a dick cat. And she looked at me and she was like, what? <laughs> and she just laid down on her little blanket. Oh, I put out some food for her. And she was like, you know, oh, yeah, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And I'm like, I bet you are. After a little adventure like that. So, yeah. So, Jeliza Rose is a dick. 
and yeah, but uh, she's she's very happy though that you know she's back in. She wanted to come home. So, but anyway, that's what happened. Jeliza Rose, bad kitty, bad bad kitty. So and uh, but I was like, you know, you know, hey, come back in the house. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! Wow. She she had her adventure. She had her adventure. Yeah, and nearly gave me she's a heart that, attack. She's that teenage girl's like, I'm leaving house, Dad. Oh, she's like, I'm she's six. So what? She's like probably in her thirties now, right? Thirties <laughs> or forties. 30s, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. I've never bothered to try and see how cat and dog years work. They're all... I, I haven't either, but it sounded all like she's like, I love you, but now I have to be on my own. And oh, yeah. then she suddenly found herself in the dirty place. Stark reality set in. So, dirty, dirty place. Dirty, dirty kitty. So, Did you have to give her a bath? Um, no, we just kind of knocked the, she just had like dry grit on her. She wasn't like muddy, dirty or anything like that. So we just kind of knocked the, knocked that off of her. Most of it came off on my sweatshirt and I was like, well, I guess I'm not wearing this sweatshirt to work (laughs) covered in like spider egg sacks and (laughs) 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 whatever else. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. And we're going to be much more careful in the future. So anyway, that was Jeliza Rose's big adventure, everybody. All right, let's go. Did she uh, even spend any FaceTime with Billy? Uh, just a little bit. She, like, did a little hissing and, and, and trying to fight. And then she freaked oh. out when we tried to grab her. And because she she's a cat that does not like to be picked up. So she, she's paranoid. <laughs> And it's like we've never done anything to hurt her by picking her up other than take her to the vet, which doesn't happen that often. Come on, cat. Um, but, you know, she she just doesn't like being picked up and held. She's not really a lap cat. She loves sitting beside you. Sit beside her, pet her all you want, you know. But she's not much, you know. Every once in a while, she'll come into the bedroom and, like, sit on my chest if I'm laying in bed. And then Susan will come and she gets this guilty look on her face like, I wasn't doing anything. And runs out, you know. <laughs> so. Well, welcome home, Jeliza Rose. Yeah, bad yep. cat. No, 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 no. Oh, you're bad. Uh, so anyway, all right, let's get to it. Uh, we got a very, this very special segment. Oh, good. Oh, good. Keeps going. Very long. Doesn't seem like it, but it's it's only twenty. It's only twenty six seconds. So seems much longer. Uh, So anyway, yeah, sports. Everybody. Uh, Game five of the World Series occurred at National Stadium in Washington D.C. I memorized that on Sunday. Thank you. And oh, you, I, have, I, you have flashcards. I know you do. No, I don't. I was just really impressed because it's an easy name to remember because it's named after the team that plays there instead of a fucking insurance company. That's um, true. That's true. You know, or, or a vacuum cleaner company, or a loan company, or whatever. Yeah. So, um, Sox Stadium. That's yeah. the vacuum one. <laughs> uh, when they start naming them after like mobility scooters, get worried. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. 
So anyway, Jazzy now live from Jazzy Stadium. I know that Ken, you're not a big yeah. fan of the sports, and mm-hmm. Joe, I know that you are a big fan of the sports ball. But I got to tell you, Nat Stadium, Nat's Park, is an amazing place to watch a game or a concert. It looks nice because it's it's not super huge. I saw I saw um, Springsteen there two years ago. The boss. Yes, they call Never him the boss. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> but Rick, Rick Springfield, it's, it's, you say? It's a really, really good, oh, good please. park. Oh, please. Rick Springfield, huh? You you hurt yeah. you cut me to the he quick when you compare. I, I ignored him. <laughs> if Rick's if Rick if if uh <laughs> if um if Bruce Springsteen's the boss, I think Rick Springfield's like the junior manager. Uh so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in charge of milkshakes. Yeah, there you go. Assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh well well Jimmy Kimmel probably had the you know, I thought about I toyed around with recording the audio of what happened and everything, but speaking of play by plays, Jimmy Kimmel had a great play by play, but this is one of those times that I wish we had video for the show. So I encourage everybody to go watch Jimmy Kimmel's show, his opening monologue from last night. Um, because he had video <laughs> of Trump win. Well, it, yeah, you'll hear. Yes. President Trump took a little field trip last night to Game Five of the World Series between the Astros and the Washington Nationals in D.C. This was his first appearance at a baseball game since taking office. And take a look at this Diamond Vision moment. Because now look at, watch how happy he is when he notices he's on screen. There we am. <laughs> And now keep going. And then the blues come in. And just watch him. That's, you know, it's... His face just sinks. Fake booze is what it is. Fake booze. Usually to get booed that much at a sporting event in Washington, D.C., you have to play for the Redskins. But somehow, (laughs) I guess the orange skins qualify as well. It was not a friendly crowd for Trump. There were a number of impeach signs in the crowd, and the fans even broke into their own version of one of his favorite chants. You know, you know he's going to be throwing himself a big rally in Alabama after that to make him feel great again. But yeah. <laughs> oh, an emotional support rally, no doubt. Uh, wow. wow, that was so good. And if you saw it, seriously, if you if you didn't see Trump's face sink at that moment, like, you know how, uh, uh it, it kind of reminds me of how Kanye goes from, like, the crazed smiling to, like, you know, the instant, like, ooh, angry face, you know, or, yeah, or how you're trying to smile a little bit or, like, yeah, uh, or, or how Louis Gohmert goes from, like, Oh, I'm just saying, rah, 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 like in you know, <laughs> it's no, like that. It, it's like the video a switch. Was amazing to me because he literally—it was one of the few times I saw him smiling. Mm-hmm. Literally, really, really happy smile. Like they I didn't know those me. muscles worked, and they he was really smiling. And then suddenly the booze came in, and he just kind of—he didn't go into a frown, but he went into this whole. All right, now I just have to sort of half smile to pretend mm-hmm. like I'm not being humiliated. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, I you know, I don't. Th- am I right with describing that? Yeah, no, yeah, I think it was, you, it was yeah. a smile that uh, that 
it, it was the smile that when when uh, Michelle Wolf was doing her uh, smoky yes. eye. Yeah. And oh my God! And the same smile when President Obama did that yes. at the White House correspondence. Yes. It was just like that, Joe. Yes, you. Right. Well, there was there was it was a while ago where he actually I I. I Man, I don't remember what it was, but I made that uh, similar observation about him laughing about something and actually feeling joy, but it was like he was being mean or something, you know? But, uh, but yeah, I, I think you're 100% right. Uh, another interesting yeah, observation. It was, it was definitely the Obama smile, and then yeah. I'm not smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, but there's a, there is a, a very, very, um, uh, interesting observation that a lot of people have made, and that is, you take Dickbag Peroni's chin, um, uh, <laughs> Matt Gates, Matt Gates. Oh, um, yeah, seriously, he needs to check out that Peroni medication for his chin because it's awful crooked. Um, and uh, but where was Baron Trump? His thirteen-year-old son. He couldn't take Baron Trump. I mean, some of my fondest memories were going to the ballpark with my mom and my dad. You know, well, I went to a couple Indians games. We went down to a spring training thing for the Mets down in uh, Kentucky when they had their their spring training team down there. Um, uh, I think it was in Louisville, Kentucky, maybe at one point in the eighties. Um, but you know, uh, there you know, I, I went to at least two Indians games, and then again the Mets spring training thing. We, we were kind of Mets fans back in the eighties. Um, um, I was, I'll admit it, but, um, but yeah, so I, I had some really fond memories of that. Um, and it's like in Baron Trump, 30, 30, 13 years old, you know, he's 30 feet tall. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, you, you take this whole cadre of, of old white right wing dick bags, but you can't take your son. You might not have gotten booed as hard. If Barron was there, if they would have introduced the first family instead of Donald Trump and, you know, a whole bunch of assholes that didn't, you know, don't deserve uh, the pleasure of going to the World Series, you know? Um, and, you know, what? He's I'm the, mixed about that. And he, well, yeah, I, I, I can understand because maybe you don't want to subject him to the booing if it happens, whatever. Um yeah, but I'm not. I'm not completely convinced that Baron is somebody who wants to be in in the limelight. Number one, and number two, I've True. said this before. I'm not completely convinced that Baron is somebody. Am I still here? Yeah, you're still here. Okay, I, I thought Skype dropped me. No, I'm good. not convinced that Baron is somebody who wants to hear all the sounds because I think that it it's my opinion, opinion only. But I'm not sure if Baron is somebody who likes to be in a place where there's that many loud sounds. It could be. Um, and I did say, that, like I said, a number of opinions. I don't like Melania Trump. But I have a feeling that Melania didn't want to subject her son to this. Oh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. Um, so I'm not, you know, I, there's a lot of people out there who, who said what you said, Ken, and I don't blame them for saying, why wouldn't you bring your son to the game? That said, I, I, I think I mentioned all the reasons why I can understand why Barron wasn't there. That said, um, Donald Trump is a grandfather. 
Yeah. And um, Donald Trump Jr. has at least three kids. He could have brought a couple of them with him. Yeah, absolutely. And he didn't. And no. he didn't. And I can I can tell you, there is no excuse for those. You know, th mm. those kids are not um, children who have issues with being out in public in loud sounds. That's I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to get to some other uh, uh, audio here. Some more reactions to this. Um, Laura Ingram had on um, Frank Luntz, and then some Jerry Springer lookalike guy who who's uh, who is so annoying, so annoying. You will only hear his voice at the very end of this clip as I fade it out. No idea who this guy was. Never saw him. He's got the Coke bottle glasses and like the kind of feathered hair, you know, just kind of like the, a bad like 80s TV talk show throwback. And, you know, and he just was like, wow, this and that, you know, it was awful. And, uh, but uh, Laura Ingram and um, Frank Luntz had something to say. They had something to say about uh, the Trump getting booed. That was the same thing as Hillary Clinton declaring that half of America were deplorables. Okay, we're going to pause it right there, Mr. Numbers, Frank Luntz. She said half of his supporters, which is about 17% of the population, so go eat a bag of shit. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we she didn't call half the country deplorables, you idiot. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out. The fact is, they should hold those fans accountable. You don't. What are you gonna? Hold on, we'll just finish the clip because I can stop it a million times. Don't boo the president. You don't. You may disagree with him. You okay. may think that he's not what you wanted, okay. but you don't boo him. You show respect to him. And I'll tell you something. No. I think this event is going to have an impact. That's huge. That's a campaign commercial for Trump. That's it's a great moment to be booed in Washington D.C. I'm sorry, he's still an outsider. Three years later, I lost. No. Yeah. Run with that. She really believes that. Make she that really make that a that. campaign ad. People in Washington D.C. boo Donald Trump. That's a good thing. Yeah, I mean seriously, explain that. But ser but Frank Luntz, you fascist, we need to hold these people accountable for booing the president. You do not. You respect the office of the president. Oh, well, when he starts respecting the office of the president, the rest of us might think about it. Maybe if we get a few apologies and a few come-to-Jesus moments, and you know what? No, it's never going to happen. We don't have fucking respect for him because he doesn't respect us, and he doesn't respect the office. And now he's getting impeached. <laughs> yep. And, you know, I, I have to say this. Um, uh, just so we know that, that someday we're going to come out... Um, come out of this thing and, and hate half the people we, we watch on MSNBC. Mm -hmm. Morning <laughs> Joe. Oh, this yeah. morning. That dude. God damn it. He he slipped back into form for a few minutes. It was yesterday morning. Yesterday, yeah. It was it yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Slips back into form and tells us how, how disgraceful it was that they booed the president at the, at the game. Oh, Chris yeah. Coons what did the same damn thing. Yeah, and I, I know. I what's either. A, what's with him, too? But Chris, the, the the thing is, is that Morning Joe has a bigger platform than Chris Coons does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know, he 
he's he's still he's still Joe Scarborough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for 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 him and and his his wife to say that you know, oh, God, I'm st- I'm st- this pisses me off that mm-hmm. you know this is disgraceful and we shouldn't be booing. He, if I recall correctly, he said the president of the United States. And you know what? Here's the thing: we should not have to be in a position where we have to boo somebody who's occupying the office of the presidency yeah. of the United States of America. This man deserves to be booed. And nothing that happened in the town, in the region, I don't live in D.C., but in the region that I lived in, I I live in, that was not planned. That was spontaneous. Yeah, I mean, how long do you think people have, people didn't just, there was no walk-up for the World Series. You know, there wasn't a ticket walk-up. You know, and people came from around the nation, around the world to see that. Yes, and there was there was there was no like oh my god because we knew we knew and I think you guys knew that he was going to show up on Sunday. I think it was Friday night. Yeah, yeah. If they lost the game, so we knew in advance he was going to probably show up. And and to be quite honest with you, mm-hmm. nobody really knew if he was going to actually no. show up. No, not at no. all. This oh, was hi, Mark. there was no there was no secret you know like. <laughs> Facebook thing saying, "Okay, when the Sorry, president our, is shown on the Mark. jumbotron, we're gonna we're gonna boo him." Our friend this Mark, organic. Our friend Mark is here, and he just he just uh, walked by. So I said, "Oh, hi, Mark." So hi, Mark. Uh, no, the, the yeah. bottom line is that this was yeah. not planned. It wasn't but planned, and it was like deserved. A protest, and Joe. Was go, go ahead, because I got one oh. more one more bit of audio. But Joe, go ahead, finish your thought. I said, "Was was booing him worse than putting kids in cages?" No. Is it worse than saying that Nazis are really good people? No. Is Was it worse, it worse than, than grabbing by the pussy? Is it no. worse than, than telling a, a whole religion you can't come into the United States? No. Sure. Is it, hor- is it worse than telling a whole country that you're a bunch of drug dealer rapists? No. Was it worse than saying Nazis are fine people? No. No. So, I mean... So, Nothing so, what happened that night was worse than anything. Trump. Is it worse than asking a, a foreign nation to interfere in the next election? Bingo. No. Two. Not one, not two, but three, three. foreign nations. Right. North Korea is next. And, and I, I'm You're going to say it was a disgrace that they booed this guy? Go yeah. fuck yourself. I'm, I'm, well, really, I'm really pissed. Yeah. I'm really pissed that Joe and Mika decided to yeah. tisk well, tisk let, let, the let me city play this. Of, yeah. of Washington, D.C. Yeah, the yeah. city. Well, well, I got somebody who's not tisk tisk uh, tisking Washington D.C., and that is beloved actor Michael Rappaport. Thank you, Kenny Pick Senior, for sending me this audio clip. Oh my God, <laughs> this guy! <laughs> Listen to this clip. Good fucking job, D.C. <laughs> Good fucking job. You booed that fat fucking that fat slob was up there going smiling like, oh, this isn't happening. Yeah, it's fucking happening and it's going to continue to happen. You fat fuck and your fucking worthless wife, the first lady, she does nothing for the country. Let me tell you something, okay? You're the first president who's never thrown out a first pitch while in office. What's the matter, tubby? Huh? What's the matter, you fat fuck? You're such a tough guy, huh? You're afraid of uh, throwing the ball low and outside? You're already taking the country low and outside. Congratulations to the good people of Washington, D.C. Boo that fat animal wherever he goes, wherever he shows up. Boo that fat fuck. And if Dick Stain, Donald Trump Jr., his fucking clown-ass frat boy son shows up, 
Boo that clown also. Ivanka and fucking Junkyard Jared also. Good. Oh my god. Oh my god. Michael Rappaport, you are my favorite human tonight. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'm going to play that later. That'll be our honky drop at least. So. I am really proud of what the fans of the Nats did. I'm proud yeah. of it. Me too. Me because too. It needed you know to be what? done. It showed the entire world that the, the, the team that happens to be in the capital of the United States of America... Yeah. The entire world, fuck you, Trump. And I think that goes a long, long way to tell the world we reject him. Yeah. Hey, Trump, fuck you. Uh, yeah, it, it does. It, it was huge. It was beautiful. And you know what? Anybody who's butt hurt over this can just just go lay down, take a nap, cry, scream in your pillow. Uh, you know, uh, go eat a whole bag of Cheetos on your own. Get over it. Get over it. That we're we're, we're going to adopt the 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 Trump campaign slogan. Get over it, you fucking babies. You can't. How many fucking times do we have to hear every stupid goddamn rally that Trump has in there screaming "Lock her up" when Hillary Clinton's never ever been charged with any crimes whatsoever? And how many fucking times do we have to revisit that bullshit every goddamn rally? No. How about beat the crap out of them and I'll pay yeah. the legal bills? Yeah. The list goes. Yeah, on. so Joe Scarborough can go suck a bag of rocks. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Seriously, I he's mean, nice. I get, I get what he's saying, but he's also what what he said. At, yeah. You know, on Monday is trying to normalize what this man has done to this. Absolutely, nation. it's what they did in the lead up to the election. So fuck off, yes. you know, nothing too yep. hard, Mika. Anyway, we gotta run back, uh, run to the break. Uh, when we come back, we'll have lots more. Uh, turn up the night, and don't don't worry, I'll play that Ma- Michael Rappaport clip a couple more times tonight because it's <laughs> gold. Nice. It is gold. Oh, I could. <laughs> thank you so much, Dad. Uh, I'm. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we'll be right back with more. I just can't quit laughing about it. <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back with more. Turn up the night right after this. The monster must live. More power, Igor. More power. I'm trying to up as much as I can. Now. Yes, yes, that's it, Igor. This night must be turned up. Yes, master. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Yes, master. That was a bad idea, Igor. Get the torches. Turn up the night, Igor. Get the torches. Make me a breakfast bird. Uh, what was that, Igor? Uh, yes, master. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Pick, 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 Thank you very much for coming to Halabaloo, or should I say, thank you very much. <laughs> Welcome to Halabaloo on this spooky night. Come on in and have a bite on the neck. <laughs> I think you've got a few bats in it's your hell thrill. In the ghostly blue. It's a hallabaloo. You're gonna be there too. Godzilla is going to come, but he couldn't fit in the room. And the mummy's running late. He goes wrapped up in his tomb. 
I love you more. I was at the top of my anatomy class. I can find a vein on any body. <laughs> <laughs> Who put steak on the buffet? I specifically said no steak on the buffet! Oh, it's not like a little steak will kill you. No, a steak will literally fucking kill me! That is the one thing that will fucking kill a Dracula, is a steak! That's the fucking fact! How could you not know this? Do you live under a rock? Why, yes I do. It's quite an ice rock, might I add. The sun is rising and our hallelujah is coming to an end. We hope you made some oogie friends. What do you mean, friends? I think you mean to say... It's a halibaloo. <laughs> and a ghost boo. It's a halibaloo. This boogieing has loosened the nuts in my neck. Wolfman! Get down from my couch, you bad boy! You'll be sleeping in the wolf house tonight! Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hello, listener. I have a very special offer for you today. Are you interested in listening to a group of middle-aged white people talk about geeky subjects once a week? Very refreshing and new, I know! Me and my friends at First Table Gaming enjoy having roundtable discussions on important and intelligent dumb shit. For example, why doesn't Magneto just use the Earth's molten core to put us all out of our collective misery? Can he even control lava? What is even in lava? How can anyone actually know what the core is made of? Does Wonder Woman have a favorite color? 
Find out more about this useless information by listening to the Lunatic Parade podcast. We stream every week. Catch us on Fridays at 10.15 or Saturdays at 7 Eastern Standard Time here on Indie Media Weekly. I am Miles Legant, inviting you to listen to Mike Check Radio every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Our host, Adam Hebert, will be bringing the latest in politics and nerd news to discuss, including movies, games, and anime, all while putting up with boss-level button-pushing from yours truly. I'm your huckleberry. Also, my lovely wife, Michelle, the mistress of mayhem, will be there to pwn Adam for his use of the F-bomb. I'm nice and sweet and pure, so fuck off! And Metal Master Kenny Pick will help keep the show on the rails with a stern but guiding hand. Remain calm! All is well! All is well! Indie Media Weekly, doing the best with what we have to work with. It's all treats and no tricks on Indie Media Weekly. Happy Halloween! I have promised both the Wolfman and the Mummy a reward. It could be that you are that reward. IndieMediaWeekly.com This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott! What is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way. Totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my god! They've killed Kenny! You bastard! What a worth It's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello there, buddy. Aren't you sad about my Hogan Gidley? <laughs> what did his Hogan Gidley left the White House? Is that what's going on? <laughs> no, I just that name sticks in my head, and to me it sounds like some kind of little little car, like a uh, like a Volkswagen, a Gidley. Hogan Gidley. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's it, uh, Gidley sounds like maybe some kind of growth. Um, oh. so I got a Gidley on or my Gazoinkus. Yeah. You could have a swollen Hogan Gidley. On your Gazoinkus. Yes. So. <laughs> that could happen. And of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble Swamp. Welcome back. I'd rather have a Mini Cooper than a Hogan Gidley. <laughs> uh, uh, Aston Martin. Hogan that, Gidley. Or that. Yeah. So I see what Joe is saying. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Gidley. Yeah, you gotta Gosh. don't don't get get your Hogan Gil- Gidley doinked in the Gazoinkus, you know. <laughs> no. And the Gazoinkus uh, belt. Yeah, <laughs> your mother made you a favorite hot knibgnabs. <laughs> Just don't back your Hogan Gidley into a Huckabee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh no, it gosh, does sound right. like a car. He's got a very strange name. Hot Gnibgnabs. Yeah, hot Gnibgnabs uh, Gidley. Hot Gnibgnabs. Uh, yeah, all that. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> anyway, haven't heard that lo- that uh, name in a very long time. A very long time. Uh, <laughs> anyway, all right, let's go ahead and get back to it. I promise I'll pay- play the Michael Rappaport clip a couple more times tonight because it's awesome. 
All right, so uh, Fat Donnie uh, gave a uh, press conference, if you want to call it that, after uh, the you know the head of ISIS Al Baghdadi. Well, Trump's now Al Bragdaddy. Bragdaddy was trending on Twitter for a while, <laughs> and it's like, oh my god! And it, it, it was it once again Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, did a you know his his production staff did an amazing job of uh, and and well I'll let okay so if anybody recalls um, when Obama came out and announced the uh, death uh, of uh, Bin Laden, mm-hmm. the wackiest funniest thing to come out of that was this. <laughs> Oh, it's a long version. The Badabad. The Badabad. And you know, somebody ripped me off after I made that too. Some asshole will put it on YouTube. But thank God a Stephanie Miller uh, listener, I don't know who it was, says it's been done before and better. <laughs> so uh but yeah that was the the funniest thing to come out of it wasn't even funny it was just when i heard him say a bada bada made that so um but trump you know unintentionally being funny uh, uh, you know or, or try i don't know just being gross and weird about everything and i don't have any more audio than except for this mashup that kimmel's staff did uh, but they they did an amazing job of of juxtaposing what a true statesman does. Because uh, Obama came out and spoke for nine minutes, I believe, uh, when he announced exactly. Bin Laden's death. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, Kimmel says says it in here. And Trump, I guess, went for what forty three minutes or something like that. Fifty. Yeah. Fifty. It, yeah. So. So he, here we he go. Went too yeah. Long. yeah. So so here here you go. This is uh, this is incredible. Um, Jimmy Kimmel once again. By the way, when Obama went on TV to announce that they'd killed Bin Laden, he spoke for nine and a half minutes. Trump yesterday did forty eight minutes on this. And for further comparison, we thought it might be fun to match up Trump's speech about Al Baghdadi with Obama's about Bin Laden, and we were right. It was. The United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is dead. The United States launched a targeted operation against that compound. They did a lot of shooting and they did a lot of blasting, even not going through the front door. You know, you think you go through the door. If you're a normal person, you say, knock, knock, may I come in? After a firefight, they killed Osama bin Laden and took custody of his body. He died like a dog. But his death does not mark the end of our effort. A beautiful dog. A talented dog. We give thanks for the men who carried out this operation. And I don't get any credit for this, but that's okay. I never do. But here we are. May God bless you. And may God bless the United States of America. And I'm writing a book. Oh, my God. Doing it very well. Oh, Seriously? And of course, yeah, Rain, it did remind me Bing, of Bing Bing Bong and Dad. <laughs>
So yes. <laughs> oh. oh, hi, Duke. Sorry about that. That's See okay. what happens, even yeah. with the microphones. Even with the mic. Well, dogs have really good hearing. With the you got your headphones on, they can hear it. They can hear it. Believe me. Believe me. Doesn't it blow you away how normal things used to be? To even if you go to a front door and you knock. Like it, uh, it, well, it, he died like what a dog. Who who wants to think about dead dogs? You freak. He died oh like a God. dog. That's, <laughs> that makes he me so like mad. A dog. He died like a dog. Man's best friend. When when a dog dies, when you kill the dog in the movie, you done fucked up. Yep. Unless it's Clash of the Titans, and that's the acceptable dog death because it's like a three headed dog. I don't dog. understand his obsession with dead dogs. I don't get it. I don't get yeah. his obsession with with denigrating dogs. He 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 called Amorosa a dog. Yeah. Do you all remember that? Yeah. Yes. Well, he doesn't have I, pets. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have pets. He doesn't. Well, that makes me suspect him even more. George Bush had dogs. Reagan had a dog. Yeah. Poppy Bush Obama had dogs. Obama had a dog. Clinton had a dog. Nixon had a dog. Clinton Checkers. had a cat. Checkers. Socks. Yes, Clinton had a cat too. Socks. Sorry, this is actually the, the, the audio from Al Baghdadi, The Raid. Welcome and bienvenue. Welcome. Come on in. Uh, yeah. It was a tip-top operation. Tip-top. Uh, that Trump, uh, I don't get credit for it. I don't get credit for it. Okay, who remembers the tweets that Trump made about Obama and people giving credit for him in the deba- in the presidential debates? Um, give him credit. The Navy SEALs gave him credit. Isn't that what Trump said? Uh, yeah, I forget what it, what it was, but he did like, you know, all the, he did like, Six different tweets about you got to stop giving Obama credit. He didn't do it. It was yes. the Navy SEALs. No, you know, stop giving him credit. He didn't do it. It's like, and well, and now, and now, now this piece of I crap won't get credit for it. Like I don't get any credit for it, but that's okay. That's, that's okay. okay. Oh, oh God, get somebody a fucking fainting couch. Poor little thing isn't getting credit for something he didn't fucking do. He didn't have anything to do with this, by the way, because yesterday it was reported that this attack, this this entire, um, you know, everything that happened, mm-hmm. happened in spite of him. Because well, they were getting ready to do it, and because of his shenanigans, pulling our troops out of Syria yeah. and letting Erdogan have, have you know, the, 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 the territory the Kurds wanted, it happened in spite of Trump. Mm-hmm. So when he sits there and whines about, oh, I don't get credit. Well, you know what? You don't deserve credit. Especially when your own military is saying it happened in spite of you. Yeah. And and Joe, I think uh, think Kimmel, I don't have the audio for it, but I think Kimmel pointed out, you know, they didn't want to tell, you know, crazy grandpa because he would have gone on Twitter and said, guess what? What's happening? You know? Oh, I Mm -hmm. think that might have been from, actually, you know what? That... That might be from the other clip I have, but Joe, go ahead and uh, give us your thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, um, no, I didn't see Kimmel. I don't watch Kimmel. Yeah, I, so, I, I only got the clips afterwards, but um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm not a okay, not a fan. That's okay. 
Not a, not a fan. Well, Kamala Harris was on Seth Meyers uh, talking about this. And uh, again, how refreshing is it to hear somebody, just any of the Democrats speaking on a subject is so refreshing and i i do i will admit i have an affinity for kamala harris but things aren't looking good for her in the polls i hope things turn around but at this stage of the game i don't know uh but uh, here's Ka- kamala harris what's that it is early it is early but this is we are kind of in do or die territory you know a year out so but uh, Kamala Harris on Seth Meyers talking about this. You're on the Senate Intelligence Committee. Yeah. And uh, so I want to talk about the, the news this week. And it really was big yeah. news. And, and if there's ever a time to um, uh, to celebrate the death of anyone, someone like al-Baghdadi yeah. would be that. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about both the importance of that and, and how it, you know there was value to that and also the handling of it uh, yeah. from this administration? Well, first of all, I want to just praise um, our special forces, the American intelligence yes. community. I, you know, I work closely with them in connection with my my service on the Senate Intelligence Committee, and they tirelessly and selflessly do incredible work, and they they never really get any credit for it as individuals. If you go to the CIA, for example, or you go, you'll see stars on the wall with no names. These are people who serve our country and die for our country who never get personal acknowledgement. And, you know, and honestly, I think that it's really important at this moment to also credit them knowing that you've had Donald Trump as the commander in chief who has spent full time attacking the integrity and the professionalism and the sacrifice of those professionals. So I think about it in that regard and thank them for their service and for their dedication and and for being, you know, smart and, and, you know, with great sacrifice doing the work they're doing to protect our national security. Donald Trump, that press conference was extraordinary. You would have think that he was talking about watching and, and giving commentary on a video game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is the commander-in-chief. The commander-in-chief of the United States of America has as her highest priority the <laughs> responsibility <laughs> to concern herself. security and the security of our homeland and i just at every step becomes clear that i just he clearly does not fully appreciate the importance of the job which must be done with integrity must be done done in a way that is solemn understanding what is at stake and um, but i give full credit to to our military to our special forces to our intelligence community for the work they've done and continue to do in jesus name boogity 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 Man, indeed. My God, uh, you know, I, I loved how she slipped that in. You know, <laughs> the her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she. But I, I think that it really contrasts incredibly with when he said, "I did this, and I don't get credit for it." Yeah, I, I mean, wh- what happened to this occurred on my watch? Exactly. I would be okay I mean, with him saying that, but. I won't get credit for this, you know. You know, if he said something like, you know, uh, just something a little more subdued, say, you know, I'm proud this happened on my watch. Yes. That way, you're giving yourself, you're giving yourself an attaboy, a pat on the back, but you're saying it happened, but you didn't do it. He literally said, "I'm not going to get credit for it." I'm not exaggerating that, am I? We'll give his bone. we'll, We'll give his bone spurs credit. 
he 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 i mean i know it's been talked about a lot in the past two days how he thanked russia he thanked everybody else before he thanked our troops and special forces but the bottom line is that he's literally said i know i'm not going to get credit for this but that's okay and i'm really kind of flummoxed about that because it's scummy you you don't deserve credit for it if you're you don't deserve credit for it unless you're an active participant as the yeah. president of the United States of America. Oh, and, and he you, clearly is not. Did you I don't know if either one of you Joe, did you happen to see the picture of them in the in the like war room or whatever? Uh the picture of them like, you know, watching what was going on oh, and the, portrait. Or the situation room or whatever. And and the there, portrait. there yeah. was <laughs> the portrait, yes, Joe. Yeah. And and, and there there's like the table was like completely covered in like an octopus of like uh, HDMI and like Ethernet cables and shit like right in the middle. It's like they had a bouquet of like random audio and video cords in the middle of the table. It looked like they shot it in the closet of this of the uh, <laughs> IT department. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, also, the break room. The, the break room again, at Best Buy. So. There's a lot of those cables were <laughs> the they're not squat. connected. <laughs> the geeks. <laughs> Those cables were not connected to the computers. They weren't. They, you could see no, both ends weren't. of them. You could see both ends of the the cables sticking out. I it's mean, like, Bob and what? I. I looked at the picture and I brought it down on my tablet. And Bob's an IT guy, like you guys are, right? Yeah. And I enlarged it, and I was like, "Can you tell me what you think is wrong with this? Besides everything looking like can, like the table threw up the cables." He's can like, can, can one of you guys find that connected. picture and throw it in the chat room for everybody? <laughs> okay. Yeah, because uh, they they need to see it. They need to see it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like I said, it looks like they're they're you know, or, or Joe, you said it. The, the 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 they're in the IT department or the break room at you know the, Best the Buy. The closet closet of the IT department. Yeah, the closet of the <laughs> IT department or 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 the or the the lunch table at Best Buy. You know, yeah, or, the Geek Squad. <laughs> geek Squad. Yeah, the geek, this the is the, the Geek Squad break room. <laughs> the, this is the the Week Squad, unfortunately. Um. But yeah, that picture is fucking hilarious. Uh, so they had it side by side by by the one of uh, Trump. Yeah, uh, oh. uh, Obama. Obama. Oh, when they were actually watching. They were actually watching it. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, amazing stuff. It's amazing stuff. Um, and uh, let me see. Let me see what else I have here. Uh, before well, shit. Oh, it's almost break time. So. Uh, well, uh, we've got a lot more audio to get through again. I'm so sorry that I, I, I tested right before the show, the phone line and it is still down, but we do have a lot of audio to get to, but I will try and fix the phone line for next Friday for this Friday, I should say, because I still want people to call and talk about their favorite Halloween candy and stuff like that. Uh, but if it comes down to it, I'll get on the turnips page and I'll try and set things up to do a reverse call in if I can't get it to work. So I'll, I'll schedule everybody for, for that. And we'll, we'll do that over the course of an hour. Cause we got to do something special for Halloween. Cause it's my favorite holiday, even if it's taking away from the news, but you know, uh, you know, we, we, we talk, we talk about this stuff for six hours a week. We can take an hour for Halloween. Right. So even yeah. though it'll, it'll be November yes. 1st, but uh, Halloween music will keep playing until at least Monday, maybe Tuesday next week. I don't know. I, 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 you know, Halloween music, you know, really gets the shaft, doesn't it? 
You know, and then it's like, oh, it's beginning to look a lot like You know, oh, God. Everywhere I go. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, XM already started their Christmas. Oh, God damn it. God damn it. Oh, so I went did. to. I was at the store this morning to pick. Uh, uh, well, I got up early. Well, I got my nine hours sleep, like I was saying. And I was like, you know what? Before it gets crazy and before they're completely out, let's go to the store before I go to work. And I'll run in and I'll pick up some extra Halloween candy. And I went in and God damn it, if they weren't swapping out Christmas uh, Halloween stuff with Christmas stuff in the in the in the one aisle. Oh, well, serious! Haven't gotten your Halloween candy God. by now. Well, we had some, and uh, we had a bunch for our party, but we not enough of it made it. And I was taking inventory, and I was like, "Well, we have a good amount." And we had like we had like uh, individual bags of cheese balls, probably like twenty of those, and like some like probably like twenty full size candy bars, and some comedic vampire fangs and stuff like that. And I was like, "I want some little filler stuff so I can give kids a handful," you know. So, so I went, I got some dumb, dumb suckers and some little miniatures, the Hershey's miniatures. Uh, the dumb, dumbs are great. Cause you get 200 in a big ass bag for like six bucks. And then you can really load up your, your hand with that. And, and kids are like, <gasps> but you know, they're only getting like one Reese's cup and, and maybe, uh, you know, uh, three musketeers and then a whole shitload of dum-dums <laughs> so but they're like oh my god you're the best we love you and then once they get home they'll never know exactly what i gave them because the dum-dums will be mixed in with everything else of course if they see a bunch of sticks poking out of my hand they might they might catch on yeah i i just want to say, <laughs> say this yeah my my uh, your father my adopted father's picture oh, of the situation room <laughs> yeah Oh my God! Yes, that is perfection. With uh, Alf and Hamburglar, Hamburglar, Robble, Robble. Oh, and no, the Hamburglar, I missed that's, that. That's not the oh, did you think the Hamburglar was Sanders? Huh? Was Sarah Huckabee? Remember that stripe? <laughs> oh God! Remember oh, her God. the Hamburglar? Yeah, that's the Hamburglar. Uh, well, so is Alf that's Junkyard? Is Alf oh, Junkyard? Is I mean, Alf Junkyard Jared? Aside, look at that damn picture. Now, I, I just want to say this. So, right around the middle of that table, that is where the cords go, and you put yeah. a piece of wood over that so the there's, cords can get in. Yeah, this there's is a hot freaking mess. There's like a a one and mm. like a two foot long Ethernet cable just completely just laying there. Just laying there. It's like somebody came in and just mm. threw things down and said, Should've "Let's just, make it look like this is really important," and we didn't have time to organize. Should have just like threw a button, some dirty ashtrays and a handful of batteries on the table. And the hamburger looks like all the pieces to a Hogan Gidley. Should have, should have put a, Oh my God. Uh, Hogan Gidley. That Hogan Gidley reference. Oh, sir. I don't like it. One minute. Because we all, we all heard that he was golfing. Trump golfing? No. Not my fat, Donnie. Uh, so anyway, all right, we got to go to the break. We got to go to the break. They break, are all break. a bunch of poo poos. Who? Uh, uh, everybody in that picture. Who's a oh, yeah. poo poo? Poo poo. Poo poo. Who's a Who's a good boy? Who's a good Who's a good boy? <laughs> I do love I do love that the the everybody was talking about the dog. 
uh, right. from uh, you know the raid on Al Baghdadi, and they were like, you know, what we general, we must know, was he a good boy? <laughs> was he a very good boy? So, who's <laughs> a that, good boy? Oh my god! And then of course Trump died like a dog. Oh my god! Stop yeah, talking seriously. about dead dogs, you freak. Talk about dead well, dog. Talk about like a, a dog when you love the dog. How about a he dead snake? The dog. A dead snake would offend a lot less people. I know people own snakes out there, but snake, at least a snake is like, ooh, shifty snake. Dogs aren't shifty. They're goofy and fun. What does it even mean loyal. when you say die like a dog? What does that mean? I don't dogs know. Dogs scream and whimper in pain because you're torturing them and killing That's them? That's horrible, right? It's horrible. Well, by the way, just to prove my point, that wasn't the Hamburglar. There. See? Oh, there you go. It was there her. Go. There. Yeah. You so. did a quick edit. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice. Oh, look at just, the, oh, oh, my God. Look at Michelle and Miles' candy for Halloween. You guys are doing it right. So, uh, anyway, we got to go to the break. When we come back, uh, lots more. Turn up the night. Uh, let me see. Oh, yes, we have our top of the hour Halloween bumpers all loaded up. Anyway, we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com It is it. Saturday night, 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 night. Time for Chiller Theater and Chilly Billy Cardilly. In 1968, George Romero brought us Night of the Living Dead. It became the classic horror film of its time. Now, George Romero brings us the most intensely shocking motion picture experience for all times. Dawn of the Dead. Night of the Living Dead has ended. Dawn of the Dead is here. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. They must be destroyed on sight. When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Dawn of the dead. Take two. Everybody, but everybody, is go, go, go into our ghost a go go show. Already the spooks are swinging, the witches are winging, the haunts are on the move, the monsters are swaying, the ghosts are saying, come on, get in the groove. And come to our rock and roll ghost-a-go-go show. It's a zany mixture of spooks and music. You may rock with chills or roll with a combo. But whatever you do, you'll have the time of your young life at our ghost-a-go-go show. It's new. It's different. It's tough. Halloween is really a special time, isn't it? Especially for me. You can see why if you know who I am. Look up a little. <laughs> That's me, a jack-o'-lantern. At Halloween time every year, I sit up here and watch everybody go by. It's a nice and scary time, isn't it? All those wonderful costumes and masks and makeup. I think about how much fun Halloween is. I also worry a little bit 
about the things that can spoil the fun of Halloween. Those kinds of things scare me too, but in a different way. Halloween. Newsweek magazine calls it a superb exercise in the art of suspense, the most frightening flick in years. Halloween. The Chicago Sun-Times says it's so scary, I would compare it to Psycho. It's the kind of picture, says the Chicago Tribune, that forces you to sleep with the lights on. A masterpiece, says New York's New Times. Halloween, from Compass International, rated R. He, more hideous than Jack the Ripper. She, bloodier than Bluebeard. No one is safe in The Teenage Psycho Meets Bloody Mary. Filmed in sensational bloody vision. Movie monsters come alive and go into the audience. You are suddenly surrounded by monsters. You become a party to the horror in The Teenage Psycho Meets Bloody Mary. Starring Cash Flag in bloody color. It's happening, isn't it? It's really happening. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Very interesting. Uh, of course, yeah. This show is always interesting if you're, you know, if you like shows that are kind of file under special interest when it comes to weird audio clips and whatever. I don't know. Uh, but I'm happy. Happy, 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 happy. Anyway. Happy. To be on uh, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the Tuesday edition, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, joining me, as always, Mr. Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. Joe? Oh, Joseph! I'm here. <laughs> Did your Hogan Gidley <laughs> give out on you? I, my Hogan Gidley <laughs> backed over me. <laughs> See, the brakes were bad. Oh my god! Oh my god! We saw a bus hit a car. A school bus hit a car today, and like, fucking, it sideswiped it, and then the car was getting ready to pass it, and then the bus got over in its lane. Um, uh, go away! Uh, like the 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 car was like kind of in the middle lane, and the bus like um, had its uh, uh left hand turn signal on and pushed, slammed into this car. You heard the tires like freak out, and then the car totally flipped. Uh, or not. It slid around, I should say. So the bus was like pushing it down the road sideways. It was horrendous. We were like six or eight car lengths behind it. Um, and yeah, and we were just like, we, all right, we can get around it. Let's get out of the way. Uh, because I'm sure that turned into a fucking nightmare on 71 uh, North this morning. Uh, wow. So anyway, it was crazy. Then it was after nine, so there were no kids on the school bus. But I hope to God nobody was in the passenger seat of that car, um, uh, because they they probably would have been severely hurt. Um, but it, thankfully the car didn't flip, and I'm sure the driver was probably okay. It, you know, as okay as you can be. They maintained control of their car, and fortunately, I think because of the way they steered it, they ended up in front of the bus. 
getting pushed instead of like you know getting completely flipped over you know into more mm-hmm. traffic so uh, good good for that driver for you know keeping as much control as they could when you have you know a several ton vehicle trying to crush you that that driver man that bus driver they should never be the behind a fucking wheel of a a, a bus again all they had to do was look down look down to their left out the window and that car was right there right there so anyway uh and rain from four freedoms blog washington dc uh the beltway bureau the bubble and all that jazz home of bobber as well Take me out to the boo game. <laughs> uh, we, oh, we're be- we're better than that, Rain. Oh, well. No. Well, yeah, we are better than that. we got to come up with better boos. I know. Oh, but no, seriously, though, seriously. The fact is, they should hold those fans accountable. You don't boo the president. You may disagree with him. You may think that he's not what you wanted. But you don't boo. boo him. You show respect to him. Boo. Fuck you, Frank. Boo. Fuck you, Frank. Boo. 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 Yeah, I have this hold clip. Hold the from, fans accountable. I have this really clip from. Hold the I have fans this, accountable. Does, yeah. I, does that mofo know the First Amendment? Yeah, I, I no, apparently not. But I have this old clip from Penn and Teller. Uh, Penn and Teller's bullshit. I think they, they, This was about this. They got a bunch of people to say fuck you, Frank. Fuck so, you, Frank. That's about Frank Luntz. And yeah, fuck you again to this day. You dumb piece of shit. Um, so anyway, uh, we have more to talk about. Uh, of course, uh, I did not mention it, but uh, we don't have audio for it. I, I can't believe, but the, the clip, this is the only clip I got related to it. It's happening, isn't it? It's really happening. Yeah, it is happening. Uh, the, the, the vote uh, to impeach Trump is happening. So... Uh, and of course, all the Republicans—they had their talking points. Well, Democrats need to bring it to a vote. They need to bring it to a vote, or it's not legit. They're moving fast. You guys thought Nancy, you Trump cultists, and you you uh, bootlickers for Trump thought Nancy Pelosi was dumb. Oh, oh, you poor little things. You poor little things. Yeah, our acting president Nancy Pelosi is going to make sure this happens the best way it can, and it's going down. It's going down. So, it's happening. It's happening, isn't it? It's really happening. It's magical. Yeah, and and yet, (laughs) last night on Fox News, they had, um, I don't have the link in front of me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go back to Fox. I dipped my toe into the swamp once. My toe is now disintegrated. Yeah. But there was a whole bunch of Republicans who were like, yeah, we don't really need the vote because we already know this process was in place. Yeah. Like what that's toe, their talking what, point. Now. What 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 toe disintegrated again? My big toe. Oh, the one I put in the swamp. It's gone. Oh, that's not. You can't go back to Fox News. But yeah, Fox. But Fox News. Uh, the, it, it wasn't like this. It's happening, isn't it? It's really happening. No, nah, it was like this. My God! Okay, it's happening. Oh. Everybody, stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, calm. everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody, just calm down. <laughs> uh yeah so, yeah, so the vote's tomorrow right yeah on, absolutely on approving the impeachment inquiry yes thursday thursday oh, um, oh okay yeah, so thursday. halloween how appropriate uh gonna talk mm-hmm. about some monsters mm-hmm. some ghouls and goblins uh a, a, a jack-o'-lantern <laughs> 
<laughs> there you go. Jack of shit. <laughs> or, these were, or Trump's these were case. In Trump's case, a jack off lantern. Oh, no, oh, no, wow. no, 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 gosh. Oh, my God. No, uh, you can't jack off. He's, Stop it. That's only like the use of two fingers. <laughs> oh. It's hard. It's hard. It's oh. not really that hard. Stop it's it. It's that tiny. It's. Mm. How does something that tiny get that hard? It's oh. acorn like. Oh, my God. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Stop talking about Trump's penis right now. Don't say penis in this house. We oh, didn't say it. I, oh, I did. I did. I yeah. said it. So, uh, I knew somebody was going to say it. I was just being... Prescient. Yeah. So, I thought I'd nip it in the bud. <laughs> oh, oh um, Anyway. Uh, yeah, so, Republicans, now that they have the vote that they've been asking for, are saying it doesn't matter. Well, you know... It doesn't I, matter, because, you know, you guys already said yeah. you were going to... They well, are awful I just, all I, all I got to say to Republicans is be, make sure you bend with your knees while moving those goalposts. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, they're going to have, That's you right. know. Lift, it, you got to lift from your, your legs. You can't be lifting from your back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And, of course, lift well, and if they, if they lift from their legs, they'll get what Steve King always wanted. Calves the sides of cantaloupes. Yeah. So. That's right. <laughs> or Peronis. Fucking scummies. Did you see that fighter that had 24-inch biceps? Gross. Oh, it was gross. It was he gross. Get... He actually ejected something into his arm. Oh, yeah. I've seen that guy. That's oh, creepy. my gosh. Yeah, yeah. That's smart. You know? Yeah, real bright. Uh, so what do you guys think is going to happen after the vote on Thursday? Uh, what? <laughs> What do you guys think is going to happen at, on the vote on Thursday? Uh, well, it's going to pass in the in the House. Easy. But I mean, there's one Democrat, Dick from New Jersey, that doesn't think that these actions rise to the level of impeachment, and uh-huh. he's going to vote against it. Who's he's that? from Jersey. Do you know his name? Sorry to slip. His name is Dick from Jersey. Joe said that. Oh, okay. Dick from Jersey. Hey, <laughs> he's D- Dick from Jersey. <laughs> I don't think he should be impeached. Is it Gene Huber? So, uh, no, it's not. It's not Gene. What's, what the hell is his? Uh, I'd like to know his name because I he- actually heard that there was one Democrat who hasn't attended any of these hearings. We the uh-huh. people un- until today. Until today, he showed up in the skit. Oh yeah, his name is Jeff Van Drew. Is that the Jeff same fellow? Jeff Van Drew. Jeff Van Drew. Mm-hmm. Jeff Van Drew. He's a, uh, yeah, Dino uh, from Jersey. Second district. Dino from Jersey! <laughs> Dino. Is, is, seriously, Joe, is, he's, is he the one who I heard earlier this morning who said, I, I don't want to impeach, and then halfway through an interview he said, I have to go and attend one of these SCIF meetings. Is it him? I don't know. All right. I can't answer that, but okay. I do know it's it's this Van Drew guy. Yes, wow, Jeff Van Drew. We'll see. So anyway, well, well, I don't have audio for that. We'll talk more about that on Friday. I think that'll be our big story. Uh, uh, well, uh, unless we have some more scandals to uncover, or if uh, Rudy Giuliani finally comes out of that Arby's dumpster, um, where is Rudy? Where's Rudy? 
Where is yeah, he? Where is Rudy? Where is oh, he? Oh, Rudy, I, I, he's, he, he's uh, posing for a tattoo on the back of uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Roger Stone's uh, midriff. Roger Stone's back. <laughs> he's going to do a side-by-side with Nixon. Oh, okay. Well, he's posing so for a tattoo on Roger Stone's doppelganger. He'll have yes. a Gugliani tramp stamp. Gates. Oh, Matt Gates! Oh my God! Yeah, Matt Gates could get it. I, I think Matt Gates would get a Rudy Giuliani tattoo. Matt Gates is such a. And then when he gets all gray, oh yeah, I could see it. Don't you? Seriously, Matt Gates is. He's become. It used to be Jason Chaffetz. Before that, it was. uh, No, after Jason Chaffetz, it was. uh, No, Trey Gowdy, Jason Chaffetz, Eric Cantor. Uh, I'm trying to think of other of the most punchable faces in Washington D.C., but it's definitely oh, me, Matt Gates. Oh, I disagree. I want to go with Jim Jordan. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I would say Gates and Jordan definitely have the most punchable faces. Uh, you know, or mo- maybe maybe most punchable throats. Um, uh, well, Gates has the most punchable Peroni chin. Um, he really does have a pony chin. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <It's> like, good. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It's a little sideways. Yeah. We we need to get some Peroni's audio here. <laughs> By the way, that Van Drew is a dentist. Oh, oh yeah. Well, he could fix Peroni's. Well, getting him to vote for impeachment is going to be like pulling teeth. Oh, jeez. Oh, hey, there you go. Uh, you know what time it is when it, when you have to go to the dentist, Joe? <laughs> what time is it? Tooth hurty. <laughs> Tooth hurty, yes. <laughs> oh my God. Well, anyway, th- this is the closest thing I have to a Peroni's uh, disease uh, audio clip. I saw this boat in half. That's it. So. Oh, God. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Annoying. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, just just the tip. Tip top. Oh, all right. Let's let's get oh, to the audio. Oh, I actually geez. have. Let's get to the audio. I actually have. Um, so uh, here we go. There has been. Uh, uh, well, hold on. Yeah, let's get to this because uh, this is mostly. Uh, well, it's related to a lot of the stuff we'll be talking about. But this is a kind of a long clip of Judy Woodruff interviewing a sniveling little dirtbag, Mike Pence. Oh. Mother was nowhere to be seen in this room with Judy Woodruff. I'm sure she was probably, she's probably hiding behind a curtain. Mother. Yeah, Judy Woodruff from PBS NewsHour interviewed Mike's sniveling coward Pence. And um, and he's he's all in he's all in on uh, Trump's Ukraine scandal, his betrayal of America by you know asking for interference in our next election by investigating Joe Biden. Here is uh here is that clip. I'll pause it at some point. If one of you guys want to say want me to pause it, just let me know. President, as you know, says he never pressured Ukraine's President Zelensky to investigate. Joe Biden, but there's now reporting by a number of news organizations, including the Associated Press, that as long ago as May, after the president's first phone call with President Zelensky, that he was strategizing, anxious, worried with his with his staff about how to deal with this pressure from President Trump. Well, that's 
That's not what President Zelensky has said. He actually oh. said there was no pressure. But the people around him. All right, there was no. He said there was no pressure while under pressure at a press conference. Yes. And he also said, I don't want to get involved in American politics. Mm-hmm. He, he, it, yeah. was, it was a very diplomatic response, again, while he was under extreme pressure at a meeting with Trump. So, Pence, you're full of shit. Uh, he said uh, that, that in uh, discussions that I had with him, that there was no pressure. And, and I think any American who takes time to read the transcript yeah. of uh, President I Trump's did. call with President Zelensky will see the uh, president. No, none of us did because it's only notes on the transcript. It wasn't the full transcript. We read it, and it was confirmed by the whistleblower Fair and enough. now several other uh, Bolton's assistant, um, all the, the ambassadors. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and Ray, yeah, but the, it, point, yeah. the point is, is that the thing that they released, Verified. whether or not it's the transcript, yeah. is damning. So damning. So damning. So I read the non-transcript. Is that a fair way to put it, everybody? Well, yeah. I'm only saying that because Trump lied the other day and said they released the full transcript, and they did. Right. So. I, yes, I understand. You read the I notes. I did read you what read they the released, notes. and yeah. um, Pence is lying. Oh, he absolutely is. He absolutely is. So um, continue. It did nothing wrong. There was no quid pro quo. But in that transcript, Mr. Vice President, the president mentions Joe Biden and he says to President Zelensky, I hope you will look into this in a reference to what happened uh, to, to Joe Biden's son, to Vice President Biden's son and to Mr. Biden. What did you think when you read that in the transcript? Did you think that it was appropriate for the president of the United States to bring up a political rival? Well, I, I think the president's made clear that, uh, that his discussion in that matter was all about looking to the past. But, and, and I can tell you that in, in, in the president's what? call, the American people take time to actually read the call, which I know was greatly distorted by the way it was characterized but what did in you the whistleblower's <laughs> report. The whistleblower spoke oh, about eight different references to But it's the not Bidens just the whistleblower, simply, Mr. Vice President. Yeah, eight different references that aren't in the notes of the partial transcript. Yes. Partial <laughs> notes, not the full mm -hmm. transcript. Oh my God! Can I can I go yeah. back to something really simple here? Yeah, yeah. Um, Judy Woodruff said, rightfully so. Trump asked about Biden. Mm-hmm. And I find it very amazing that it's not just it's not just Pence. There's a whole bunch of people who just seem to they seem to have gotten I don't know the talking points or whatever. They went to a special class about this that skip over the fact that Trump asked about Biden as though this is not an important part of the story. Well, did you hear the bullshit line that he says he's just looking to the past? That's why I'm bringing it up. He's looking, He's looking to, to the, the past. past. And by looking to the past at something that doesn't exist and trying to get them to buy into your conspiracy theories, you're trying to taint the future. Well, the, yes, yes, you're completely right about that. But looking to the past, um, most of the people, when they hear looking to the past, they, they and most of the Republicans talk about we want to... In, 
and I don't believe it, by the way, no. but we want to look into what happened in 2016, right? Yeah. Joe Biden was not a part of the Hillary Clinton campaign. No, you're right. You're right. Well, the thing is, again, it it's a fucking right-wing conspiracy where they're taking everything out of context with what Biden said, Joe, and neglecting mm-hmm. to mention all the other parties who are interested in getting rid of that Ukrainian prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's 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 two things. They want they want Ukraine to discredit the Mueller report and its origins, and the idea that it, the illogical conspiracy theory is that the Ukrainians were the actual ones that hacked the DNC server yeah. to help Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yes. Which is peculiar because the hack of the server re- ended up. Really being having emails released by WikiLeaks that were damaging to Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So how does that work? And then after the election, they whisked the server out of the DNC to Ukraine, where it's now secretly hidden. Well. So th- none of that makes sense because those emails were leaked to hurt Hillary Clinton. As a matter of fact. I remember yeah. some fat big fuck mm-hmm. saying something like, I love WikiLeaks. I love WikiLeaks. Right. Yeah. Right. So if Ukraine did do the hacking and they were the ones that turned over those emails to WikiLeaks, then why is he mad at them? I love whistle leaks. I love whistle leaks. No way. <laughs> yeah. And then the second thing was the Biden, the Hunter Biden thing, which was a separate, uh, a separate thing. It, it, but it's all. To discredit the Mueller report, discredit the fact that the Russians mm-hmm. and 17 in- intelligence agencies in this country have firmly agreed that it was the Russians that hacked this. Mueller yes. described the, the the building and and the office and where everybody was sitting, mm-hmm. where the hackers were working. He had well, it down it, to yeah. th- down to the floor plan. Yeah, and, and it's also to legitimize Putin as well. Let's not forget right. that, you know? I mean, this and is all forget, to let Putin forget, and the fucking FSB slash KGB off the hook. And let's not forget Ukraine's unique position in being the easternmost country mm-hmm. bordering on on Russia that that was is like a keystone there it's it, they're like it's, a vanguard uh right it's it's yeah. in our our security interest to make sure the ukraine becomes a vital democratic republic because they are on the front line of the russians they are yeah. like a backstop for us all right well we got yeah, yeah, we got to yeah we yes, we gotta yes. we gotta get to the rest of the clip because I still got a lot left. So here here's the rest. And, but the other thing, the yes. other distortion, Judy, frankly, was when the chairman of the intelligence committee read into the record before the committee oh, a fabricated up. version of the phone call. That's why. Oh. Any time this topic a- comes up, I always <laughs> tell people make sure and sit down and read the transcript. And you'll see there was no quid pro quo. Shut up. The president did nothing wrong. And I can assure people that in all of my discussions with President Zelensky on the president's behalf, we were completely focused on restoring the territorial integrity of Ukraine, standing Bullshit. with them against Russian aggression, helping to support Bullshit. their efforts to deal but with I, corruption in their country, me. and enlisting more European support. Excuse me Bullshit. for interrupting, but. Bullshit. 
To bring up Joe Biden's name, the man who is likely to be, may well be, the Democratic nominee for president next year. Did it raise a red flag with you? And by the way, it's not just the whistleblower. It's William Taylor, longtime respected diplomat appointed by President Bush, reappointed by President Trump, who said, and I'm quote, based on everything he was told by people who talked to the president, that the president was withholding military aid for Ukraine and the promise of a White House meeting because they weren't committed to investigating the Bidens. This was in the transcript. You read that transcript. Uh, do you, does Bill Taylor, William Taylor, have credibility as far as you're concerned? Well, are you referring to William Taylor's His testimony account, before the, the committee? Testimony, as oh far as my we God! Well, I, I, we can't really count on that because all we have from the committee oh. are leaks. I mean, Judy, oh, the process that's going shit. on in Congress today is a disservice to the American people, and it's a disgrace. Fuck you! I mean, no. to have impeachment. No, hearings taking place behind closed doors and the only thing that the American people learn about are piecemeal release leaked apparently by the Democratic leadership on the committee to the press. This was his oh. opening statement, 15 pages. It's just unacceptable, Judy. The, the committee ah. ought to release the entire record of all of their witnesses, how they responded, how they clarified points that they had made in their testimony and the american people deserve to know that i mean the again the, it wasn't the, leaked it was in his statement that he released yes. well, uh, to the public thank you uh, yeah uh, according <laughs> look <laughs> the american people have a right to know impeachment is a, right a is a is a great and serious matter in the life of this nation and the way the democrats are conducting this so-called impeachment inquiry on capitol hill behind closed doors is wrong and they should they should open this whole process to the light of day. They should release all of the transcripts. And they say they're going to do and, that. That they're they moving toward an open process. The due process rights of the president of the United States of America. And they say in Republicans the have an impeachment equal. Pro, in the last two impeachment inquiries, you know, Judy, and there were oh, rules oh, that were established explained. where counsel could be in the room, where due process rights of the president and of the administration were respected, and that's simply oh, not the case God. now. Shut up. Shut up! All right, can somebody please get Mike Pence a Tic Tac? His breath smells like bullshit and boot leather. I mean, can I just remind everybody that fucking William Taylor was appointed by goddamn Donald Trump? Well, oh, all we have is leaks, Rain. All we have is leaks. Well, that's Donald Trump's fault. But the thing is, he, I mean, I'm not kidding about this. You know. Pence is out there acting like, you know, Bill Taylor was just some guy who was a career, he was a career guy who was just working. He retired. He retired and then he was asked to come back to serve under the Trump administration. Yeah. After they pulled back the actual ambassador to the Ukraine. Yes. Because, because she wouldn't go along with Giuliani's little, little uh, yes. drug yeah. deal. Thank you, Joe. Oh, yeah. I, at the fact that he's trying to throw Taylor under the bus, wow, he's a he's. Just, and look at oh the and, and and taking nothing oh. away from Taylor, but look at the the little sidestep they did with Taylor. They pull back the ambassador who was approved by the Senate, and rather than have somebody else go through an approval process because of what mm -hmm. they did with Yanukovych, right? Yeah, they yes. him back in, out of retirement, 
against his wife's wishes, by the way. Yes. Back, him, him back in, and now they they didn't want him to go through a a a, a, a Senate uh, yeah uh, hearing, so they make him. You notice his his title is charged affair. Yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta hand it. I, I really, I, I know we, 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 there's a lot to, um, uh, a lot to discuss from that, but I really want to hand it to Judy Woodruff because she was laser focused on all of this. And yeah. Pence's, you know, well, she said it wasn't leaked; it was his prepared statement that he released. And it's like, oh well, <laughs> the American people need to know. <laughs> well, they fucking yeah, know because he gave his fucking statement. You dumb piece of shit. I love yeah, when he does that is... little, little, little. Oh, da, ba, da. oh but oh well, oh oh, that's <laughs> all fine. Oh oh, little lady, his, mother his, needs his to get in here now. I'm getting all hot and bothered. Goes into the congressional record, and that's yeah. something I think that you know. Well, we get pissed off at all this stuff, like what Pence just did here, and what Jim Jordan and all these other motherfuckers do. Yeah, their written statement. Their, that's in the congressional record. Bingo. Right there, Period. and we all we always talk about, about the importance. We always talk about the importance of the congressional record. I, you know, we're always grateful when you know, unless it's Louis Gohmert. Uh So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. what happened? Don't what happened to your crusade to, to save Glenn Beck uh, what, uh, on on cable TV? You, the Blaze TV, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Louis. Yeah. Remember, he was out there screaming about the Blaze TV yeah, yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where are you now, Louie? Oh, because he he decided not to be a Trump bootlicker. Now you don't care. Yeah. But now he's trying. But you're like too late, too late. Anyway, anyway we, it's Judy, yeah. Judy Woodruff Swan. Oh, okay. I did not know that. So very cool. Thank yeah, you, Judy she's Woodruff. Married Swan. Now she's married awesome. Jonathan. Jonathan Swan. Oh, okay. Of Axios? She, she, of Axios. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah, yeah. She, she is awesome. Yeah. And yeah, of course. They Pens- were engaged a long time and, and uh, they recently got married. Tie oh, the congratulations. knots. Congratulations. Congrats. So, yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, that that's good stuff. And yeah, and good job. She, she did, she did a, a, a fantastic job of, tr- you know, just keeping laser focused on, on, on the facts. And tr- mm-hmm. uh, Pence couldn't answer to it sniveling little weasel um so anyway uh we we got to go to the break the green news report's coming up uh yeah brad and desi creeping up on a thousand episodes of the green news report woohoo that's Uh-oh. awesome great to have them back uh but yeah we're gonna go ahead and uh hit the break gotta get to the uh halloween let me see if i can find one real quick turn up the halloween uh turn up the <laughs> turn up the halloween <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Turn so let's up the Halloween. Yeah, here we go. We're gonna go ahead and uh, hit the break when we come back. Uh, we'll uh, we got more, more to actually. No, that's too long. We're just gonna have to do a regular bumper. Well, yeah, but we'll be right back. Uh, oh, wait, wait, I think uh, let me find that one. TTN TN movie is that what it is? Yeah, there it is. We haven't played the movie trailer bump in a while. That's a good one because it uses stuff from horror films as well. Anyway, here we go. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick Radar. (laughs) 
It's Tuesday, October 29, 2019. It's about dog-eat-dog capitalism meeting climate change. It's about corporate greed meeting climate change. State of emergency in California amid massive wind-driven wildfire outbreak. Massachusetts sues ExxonMobil over climate fraud. Plus, we're protecting the oil. We're securing the oil. Trump's plan to take Syria's oil has a small problem. It violates international law. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and... Snarky comment. Trump says he will send federal aid for the fires, but first we have to come up with some dirt on Joe Biden. So that's... (laughs) Damn it. I knew it. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, California Governor Gavin Newsom had some pretty strong words for the utility companies that are shutting down power for customers all over the state of California last week. Oh my, yes, he did. California's Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom has declared a statewide state of emergency with upwards of 600 fires burning across the state. Firefighters are struggling to contain them from the massive wind-driven Kincaid fire north of San Francisco to the new Getty fire in Los Angeles. As we go to air, no deaths have been reported, but over the weekend, more than 200,000 people were under mandatory evacuation orders. Air quality is hazardous in affected areas. An estimated 3 million people have had their power shut off at various times to prevent fires ignited by downed electrical wires during this historic wind event. 43 of the state's 58 counties over the weekend were under high wind red flag warnings. The intentional power outages have hampered communications by by knocking out cell phone towers, crippled city water pumping stations, and forced the cancellations of classes at schools and universities. More extreme wind events are in the forecast for this week. Governor Newsom has repeatedly emphasized that while climate change is the primary driver of California's explosive wildfire seasons, investor-owned utilities also bear a responsibility, specifically Pacific Gas and Electric, which courts have found deferred required maintenance on its aging equipment, even as it paid billions to shareholders and executives. Well, of course, which part of for-profit companies are you unclear on? I will forgive them the new realities and the acuity of a climate crisis of which we are feeling its impacts perhaps more than any other state in the nation. But I will not forgive them for not making the kind of investments in their equipment, hardening and undergrounding and anticipating this new reality of which they have had ample time to anticipate. California has warmed two and a half degrees Fahrenheit since 1970. The area burned by wildfires has increased 500 percent over that time. The widespread disruptions, according to former California Governor Jerry Brown in an interview with Politico, are a warning sign for all Americans of what could be in store in a climate-changed future. Well, let me just say it again. The state of California needs to take over these for-profit power companies that have failed the state so much miserably. Meanwhile, in the nation's capital, we're securing the oil. President Trump, in a news conference on Sunday, announcing that a U.S. military operation in Syria had resulted in the death of the leader of the Islamic State, said that some U.S. troops will remain in Syria after all. We are leaving soldiers to secure the oil. Now, we may have to fight for the oil. That's okay. Maybe somebody else wants the oil, in which case they have a hell of a fight. 
we should be able to take some also. So the president of the United States still does not know that the United States has no legal claim to Syria's oil and that pillaging any natural resources of another nation is a violation of both U.S. law and international law, specifically the Geneva Conventions. Why should Donald Trump care any more about international laws than he does about our own national laws? Excellent question, unless perhaps later he cares about war crimes. Doubt it. In other news, after a four-year investigation, Massachusetts Attorney General Maura Healey has filed suit against oil giant ExxonMobil, accusing the company of defrauding investors with its financial disclosures, misleading the public, and violating the state's consumers through deceptive advertising about the role its fossil fuel products play in causing climate change and for threatening the world economy through its actions. Exxon is already on trial in New York over similar allegations that it misled investors by hiding material risks to its business from climate change. Finally, some good news. I thought that Exxon story was good news. A new public opinion poll conducted by the Washington Post finds that a large majority of Americans want to reduce oil and gas exploration rather than increase it, in direct contradiction to President Trump's drill everywhere agenda. More than 8 in 10 respondents said drilling in the United States should either decrease or stay as it is, and more than 50 percent want oil and gas exploration reduced on public lands and offshore. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. It's all treats and no tricks on Indie Media Weekly. Happy Halloween! At the full of the moon, when the night is dark, make a wide path around the unholy grounds of the night, people. IndieMediaWeekly.com This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Good fucking job, DC. Good fucking job you booed that fat fucking that fat slob was up there going smiling like oh this isn't happening yeah it's fucking happening and it's gonna continue to happen you fat fuck and your fucking worthless wife the first lady she does nothing for the country let me tell you something okay you're the first president who's never thrown out a first pitch while in office what's the matter tubby Huh? What's the matter, you fat fuck? You're such a tough guy. Huh? You're afraid of uh, throwing the ball low and outside? You're already taking the country low and outside. Congratulations to the good people of Washington, D.C. Boo that fat animal wherever he goes, wherever he shows up. Boo that fat fuck. And if Dick Stain Donald Trump Jr., his fucking clown-ass frat boy son shows up, boo that clown also. Ivanka and fucking Junkyard Jared also. Good. <laughs> 
shit gets better with each listen. <laughs> I love that. Boo that fat animal wherever he goes. <laughs> did he call? Did he call Donald Trump Jr. Dick Stain? Dick Stain. Nope. <laughs> junkyard Jared. I love that. Junkyard. Jared. Junkyard wow. Jared. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Junkyard Jared. That is so. I, I never would have thought of that. Oh, and of course, everybody. That was Michael Rappaport. Great actor, Michael Rappaport. He's been in a ton of different stuff. True Romance. Uh, uh, you know, all kinds of other great movies. Um, you know, here's the thing. I yeah. don't know what's going to happen tonight. There's a good chance that the Astros are going to win. Okay. But. Forever, I'm going to just love DC for mm-hmm. booing, yeah. booing, booing, and say, lock him up. Oh, Forever. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was good. But, lock him up. But, of course, we need to, those fans should be held accountable. The fact is, yeah. they should hold Not those fans accountable. Not only that, we're better than that. Oh, no, we're not. Oh, hold on, hold on. Actually, we are better than that. We're better than the Trump administration. We're good enough to boo this fucking president. I don't know. Oh. Chris Coons wrote a whole editorial. Uh, oh, Chris Coons, Chris Coons. You should. You're. You, you know. Next time you bump into Lindsey Graham, ask to borrow his clutching pearls. Oh, yeah. don't clutch him that hard. I really think he needs to take a seat because the thing is, is that they, they used um, to call Chris Coons a bearded socialist, and he didn't have a beard. I understand what I—I I really do. I understand what people are saying about the booing and the whatnot. I have a very good friend who, when I first met her in in two thousand and five, we were at a. Um, I came up from Atlanta, and we were at a uh, a protest against the war, right? And so this was actually the very first time I met Bob in person. And we were both giving our fingers to the White House. And, and our friend Mala said, I can't do that because I respect the office of the presidency. And, you know, it's something that stood with me for 2005, like it, all these years. She mm-hmm. is the one who's like, oh, yeah, I'm reposting all of these boos. Because the thing is, is that people like Mala respect the office of the presidency but she along along with how i feel he doesn't respect the office he trump does not respect the office and this is bigger than the office of the presidency i mean this is a guy who is trying to divide this country who is he's a racist he's all these bad things he's actually used our tax money to shake down another country this mm. is way bigger than just sitting back and saying we need to respect the office of the presidency the person who is sitting in the oval office does not respect that office and so i say boo it's the fucking first amendment motherfuckers and yeah. fuck you david from i'm telling you what david david from don't tell me he chimed in too oh did i get the name wrong i got the name wrong no i got the name wrong right from oh i i don't know uh 
David, I, I know who you mean. I mean, I, did he say wasn't something? He, so? Wasn't it from who said that the, the fans should be held accountable? Oh, no, that was uh, Luntz. Oh, see? Oops. I'm sorry. Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, but but no. anyway, the point is, is that no, the fans should not be held accountable because mm-hmm. the fans didn't go there as a, like a political block. No, they went there as fans no. of the Washington Nationals, and, and nobody should ever be held accountable for their First Amendment right as long as they're not calling for the death of someone or screaming fire in a crowded theater or making you or, know uh, death threats the on the phone. I'll pay your yeah, legal fee. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. So, uh, but anyway, so Chris Coons. The name in, in case anybody doesn't remember, you remember Chris Coons, who he ran against and beat. I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch. I'm nothing. You've heard. I'm you. Mm. None of us are perfect, but none of us can be happy with what we see all around us. Politicians who think spending, trading favors, and backroom deals are the ways to stay in office. I'll go to Washington and do what you'd do. I'm Christine O'Donnell, and I approve this message. Oh, shit. I played the wrong one. I have the, I have the one with the music from Rosemary's Baby, which is better. I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch at all. I'm nothing you've heard. You have got a what? None of us are perfect, but none of us can be happy with what we see all around us. American scientific companies are crossbreeding humans and animals and coming up with with human-animal hybrids. Mice with fully functioning human brains. <laughs> Go to Washington and do what you'd do. I, I would have become a Harry Krishna, but I didn't want to become a vegetarian, and that is not the reason why. Because I'm Italian, I love yeah. me. Boy, are you spiritual. I'm Christine O'Donnell, and I... Not a witch, I'm not a witch. I'm you. I'm you. <laughs> I forgot about that, so it's been a while. Anyway, there you go. Uh, but yeah, so uh, what? Living in Long Island says whatever happened to her. Uh, better question: Who cares? <laughs> um, oh, I can tell you, she was turned into a newt. A newt <laughs> got better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, she was turned into Newt Gingrich. Oh shit! Fate worse than death. All right, we got to we got to get to uh, name calling. Uh, sorry, the phone lines are still down. I tested it before the show. I can't take calls. If anything, like I said, um, for Friday, I want I want to do an hour uh, of us talking about our favorite Halloween treats and fun treat combos. I'll put a, fo- a post on uh, uh, the turnips page about it. And if anybody expresses interest, I'll get you all in the queue to do um, reverse call-in if I can't get it to work with the phone call-in. So we'll figure it out. But anyway, Joe, our guy Tuesday, you ready to do some name-calling? I I could do that. Um, Let's see. A little Halloween theme theme here. All right. Okay. Uh, We're going to do it. uh, Everybody gets a a Halloween candy. How's that? Oh, a Halloween candy? Okay. All right. Uh, Or... Yes, or in, tri- in honor of uh, uh, Rhett and Link. Rhett and Link, who are doing their an- their annual best Halloween candy. Uh, yeah, last year know, they did the worst Halloween candy. This year is the best Halloween candy. So yes, 
Uh, yes. I'm ex- yes, yeah, so I've been keeping up with it, so it's good. I'm glad Swedish fish uh, pushed through. So anyway, Swedish fish. Anyway, uh, <laughs> good mythical morning. Subscribe to them on YouTube. Joe and I do, and it's fun. So uh, check it out because they did the uh, the Munch Madness where they did where we found out what the gentle lover was. Um, you know, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So everybody will get a, a Halloween treat. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll uh I'll get my brain working here. And Rain, feel free to chime in on that too. Walk to Scranton with me. Big place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm going to have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. We're going to be a bumpy one. We could jam and joke the ride. Matter, kid, don't you like clowns? Uh, oh, wait, here we go. Um, uh, no, 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 we gotta do this. Uh, Ain't no party like a Scranton party, cause a Scranton party don't stop. <gasps> All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. All right, so I'm gonna try something real quick here. Instead of, um, instead of usually playing the, the music we usually do, because it's Halloween, uh, themed, we're, I'm gonna play some Thunder, Wind, and Rain. Right there. So there you go, Joe. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> let's see. We have Balua. Bay, uh, it's Baylua. Baylua. Uh, Baylua, I would say, you know what? Uh, one of my favorites. I was always happy to, uh, to have this in my bag. That'd be an Almond Joy. Okay. He's an Almond Joy. Bobber. Bobber gets a Clark bar, hands down. Far superior to the inferior Butterfinger. See, I would have given him a root beer barrel. Oh, or some Necco wafers. Or <laughs> the Necco wafers. Francie. Well, oh, well, Francie, she deserves something special. I think um, I'd, I'd definitely give her a Reese's pumpkin. Wow. That's good. Mm-hmm. Reese's top top okay. line. Top line. Top line. Heather. Oh, Heather. I'll also got to give uh, Heather something good. There. Seriously, the wind and rain is only like two seconds long there. Uh, Heather, uh, we'll say. Uh, uh, rain, do you want to chime in? Do you want to give uh, Heather a Halloween treat? Rain? You there? Rain Taking a while. No. The right. I'm still here. I'm just trying to tell Bob that he got the neck away for. He's very happy. Oh, good. Good for him. I wanted to give him the root beer barrel, so there. Yeah, man, he likes Necco wafers. We've had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Heather, you got to give Heather a Halloween candy. Heather deserves um, the one million dollar bar. Oh, a hundred grand bar. Oh, inflation. Oh, okay, understood. So, <laughs> well, you know what? We forgot Adam. 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 Herbert. Oh, Adam, Adam Hebert. Her- and Andy Andy Herbert. Uh, Andy Herbert. Yeah. I I think uh, potentially for for him. Uh, I know. I think he's a big uh, big fan of uh, Snickers bars. Maybe I'll give him a mini Snickers bar. 
a mini Snickers. Okay. Well, that's good because he's very snarky. Andy Mm. Herbert gets a Snickers bar. Okay, do we have uh, Jake Holly? Oh, Jake Holly. You know what? An underrated little lovely chocolate candy, candy coated chocolate candy, a pack of Sixlets. Anybody know Sixlets? No, what's the Sixlets? Really dirty. Sixlets are are really good. They come in a little little plastic uh, little cellophane tube, and they they're kind of like M and M's, but they're round, and they have a very distinct, fun, fruity chocolate flavor. They're delicious. Okay. We're giving okay. those out too. Okay, Jerry Kelly and Cat. Cat. Oh, she's gonna she's gonna excoriate me if I don't give her something good. Um, How about a Kit Kat? Kit Kat is good. I'll give her a choice between a Kit Kat or a York peppermint patty. Ooh. So I'm 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 a fan Ooh. of the York peppermint patties myself. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. How about yourself? What would you like, Kenny? Oh, me? Oh, boy. Um, you know what? I I think I would I would probably enjoy, you know, maybe something sna- uh, savory. Uh, you know what? Throw a bag of Lay's Lay's sour cream and onion chips, a mini bag of those, in my bag, uh, and that'll the break lover. it. The gentle lover. Throw those in my bag, <laughs> and then lover. then I got something to mix it up with. It's like you know, after eating chocolate for so long, you want something salty. Yeah. There you go. Yes. So I have a mini. Than the gentle what's lover. What's better than the gentle lover? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And then we have Ken Senior. Ken Senior. Well, okay. Um, Ken Senior. I think we're gonna give him. Um, oh man, he he's a little picky about but what he likes uh, snack wise. Chunky bar with uh, peanuts and raisins. So Chunky bar. It's not really raisins. a bar. It's kind of a square. So okay. Okay. Seriously, better than raisinets. This wind and rain clip is getting on my nerves. It's it's only a minute and a half long. <laughs> Living on Long Island. Living on Long Island. Living on Long Island. Um, oh, how about this? A Chico stick. That's another underrated snack. Uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like a Butterfinger, but it has coconut on the outside instead of chocolate. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm going to take for myself double bubble. I was going to give you a Baby Ruth because you like baseball. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, you know that's not not named after Babe Ruth. You do. I don't care. It's delicious. Okay. All right. Uh, meow goodness. Meow goodness. Well, we already have cat the Kit Kat. So let's see. Um, let's well, give cat accepted the Kit Kat. Oh, did you? Oh, we, did she or did she did take you, the? You also the... Well, you gave. Oh. Okay. Uh, we offered her that or a peppermint patty. Patty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, again, why does this clip keep cutting off in a minute and a half? It's so How annoying. How about we go with the Little Debbie peanut butter bar? Well, oh. you know, that is a good, that is a good treat. I'm trying to think of more snack size thing. How about, how about Razzles from Meow Goodness? Oh. It's the candy oh, that turns into a gum. Totally sour. No, Razzles wow. are the, are the candy that turns into a gum. Oh. Kat said she'd go with Peppermint Patty because they were made in the area where she grew up in Connecticut after Peter Paul bought York in 1972. Look at that! Fat well, fiend! Then, then the Kit Kat is still available. Alright. Okay, Michelle in South Florida. Oh, Michelle, I know she she, she likes decadent kind of chocolate stuff. 
to really? my knowledge. So, I don't know. Rain, you want you sure. want to help? Uh, wait, what? I, I want to go with the Jaffe, the Jaffe cakes from Aldi, which are dark chocolate on top of raspberry filling with a light cookie crisp underneath. I think she might enjoy that. If if, if other than that, maybe a Twix. Oh, okay. Well, Twix with raspberry. Okay. 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 Uh, then we have. Just made up oh, the well, we got to give Miles something too, because Miles is out there too. Miles, so. yes, my, Miles. Miles uh, is there. I'll give. Uh, uh, you know, uh, honestly, I'll give him a Three Musketeers because he, he, Michelle, and Adam are kind of the Three Musketeers of Mike Check Radio, and I'm, I'm, Don, I'm Don Tanyan. So. Oh. oh okay. Dart. <laughs> I'll just call you Dart. Okay. Okay. We have President. President? Oh, he needs something kind of official sounding. So let's say Mr. Goodbar. A oh, mini Mr. Goodbar. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Goodbar. Good. Let's see. What are we going to give Rain? Oh, I know. Ooh. Oh. A starburst. Oh, yes. Do you, like, do you like fruit candies, Rain? I don't, but I like starbursts. Well, well there I, you I, go. You're, you're, you're a star. I, I like I like the juicy fruitness exploding in my mouth. How about a Milky Way? Uh, mixed on those. I, mm. The Milky Way is one of, one of my favorites. I'm so glad it went through. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to so- know the truth about my favorite candy ever? Yeah. Yeah. I love raspberry jelly covered in dark chocolate. Is there a okay. brand name for that? No, that's the problem. Because I hate America. Oh! Okay. Don't mess around. Uh, never mind. Uh, no, no yeah, kind of, <clears throat> I'm kind of... pretty sure people out there in the chat room know what I'm talking about. Don't mess like around a... with God's America. It's, 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 there's, it's, a, they're called jelly rings. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, those. I know those yes. things. And okay. and yeah, they're really hard to find. So you well, know, yeah. it's like super super Next like, time, hidden. next time you come to Cleveland, we'll take you to BA Sweetie and I bet you we can find some of those. I um, love them. It's cuz it's a huge candy warehouse. But uh anyway, we got to we got to finish up here. Okay, we're we gotta we're go running over. And we got an anniversary. Up. We got an anniversary too, so. And we have a banner. Oh, oh yes. Birthday okay. Boom. All right. So, uh Okay, we have uh, who's next? Theo. Theo Mm. You know what? Theo, I think let's give him something uh slightly nostalgic that's still made to this very day. Saltwater taffy. Saltwater taffy is good. I don't know if he'll approve okay. of that, but yeah, saltwater taffy is good. Well, right. it's 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 uh nostalgic. Yeah. You know, and still mm-hmm. made today. It is. It is. You fit your description. Okay, Tim Coromal. Oh, Tim Coriander. Let me see. Um, something with coriander in. I want him to have something nice too. Um, let me see. Let, let's go with um, Pop Rocks. Pop Rocks. Yeah, oh, that's that's a good one. Uh, okay, and last but certainly not least, Trojan Rabbit. Trojan Rabbit will get a pack of Brave Sir Robin. Bravely bold Sir Robin brought forth from Camelot. He was not afraid to die. Oh, Brave Sir Robin, 
He was not at all afraid to be killed in nasty ways. Pray, 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 Sir Robin. He was not in the least bit scared to be mashed into a pulp. Or to have his eyes gouged out and his elbows broken. To have his kneecap split and his body burned away. And his limbs all hacked and mangled, pray, Sir Robin. His head smashed in and his heart cut out and his liver removed and his bowels unplugged and his nostrils raped and his bottom burnt off and his penis... That's, that's, uh, that's enough music for now, lads. Sorry, I was kind of rushing that, but uh, Tim Carmel's like, Pop Rocks? Okay, how about, I'll, I'll give you a Mars bar. How about that, Tim? And then, uh, and then Miles is more of a Baby Ruth Snickers or Smarties guy, so you can have any of those. And of course, President says I'll take Miles Three Musketeers. So, and okay, uh, you know what? The, the, everybody in the chat, you can trade off. Yeah, like, you know what? Share there your you go. candy. There you go. Said Sour Patch Kids for rock for Rabbit. Sour Patch Kids. Okay, there we go. And right. and by the way, all you ingrates. <laughs> anyway, I'm happy with my gentle lovers. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, they are. Gen- of course, I did assign them to myself. But anyway, we have a birthday boner. Who who is this? Is Boehner. it a boner or a ba- banner? Banner. It's a banner. All right. It's Adam's Adam's dad. Oh, is turning the big six zero. Does he deserve this, Adam? We'll said we'll just say yeah. Well, All right, so, up, so Adam's dadum, happy birthday. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends. Welcome to my birthday! All right. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, um, yeah, so Adam's dad, you have a great birthday. And Tim Coromol says, and I'm, I'm going to kind of call bullshit on this. Uh, he says, don't put Pop Rocks in your underpants. I, I think that could, that could be a fun, sexy time. What a fun, sexy time for you. <laughs> Depends on <laughs> Depends on where they're placed and how True. many. Depends. <laughs> Depends. <laughs> uh, so anyway, and of course, Miles and Michelle celebrating their 22nd anniversary this Halloween. So happy, Uh-oh. so so proud of them uh, for being uh, a super super amazing couple of friends, uh, my crafting buddies, and of course, co-hosts with along with Adam uh, on Mike Check Radio and regular fill-ins here on turn up the night uh you guys rock i love you so much you don't even know um uh, happy anniversary to you guys oh happy anniversary happy anniversary happy anniversary happy anniversary pour a cheerful toast and fill it happy anniversary but be careful you don't spill it happy anniversary oh Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Children of the night, what music they make. There you go. You got the Bella Lugosi add-on for your wow. anniversary there. That's uh, cool. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, and, uh, oh, seriously, Beilua, I want a Mounds instead of an Almond Joy. Just pick the almond off of it. It's the same thing. And give it to an almond-starved child. I love almonds. And coconut. And chocolate. And all three together are perfect. 
Don't you dare. <laughs> Can't we all just get along? Because I can walk away from chocolate and almonds and raspberry. I can walk away from all of it. We I can can't. come together. I don't need, you know. Together. Get out of my house! <laughs> what? I'm not kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am kidding. So <laughs> I'm, I live with a man who is like, he's a sweet treat freak. I'm like, you know. I'm a sweet treat freak. He's savory. a sweet treat freak. I'm a sweet treat freak. He's a sweet treat freak. <laughs> See? See? It's a new song. It's a new song. We're going to make a musical called Sweet Treat Freak. Uh, starring Bobber as himself. <laughs> he really is a sweet treat freak. Anyway, we're super, we're, we're super long. Uh, we got to go to the break. Uh, but happy okay. anniversary uh, to Miles and Michelle. Yes, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. And of course, and thank you for being such great friends and crafting buddies and co-hosts and all that jazz. Uh, and of course, uh, thank you to Adam's dadum for bringing him into the world and uh, happy 60th birthday. Uh, so, all right, we're going to the break. Uh, we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this, I believe. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's, that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. This is the manager speaking. Give me your attention for 60 seconds. In a few days, we will bring you something new that's never been to town before. You will actually see at this theater, in person, not a movie, a man buried alive. You will be able to see him in the grave through a specially constructed viewing tube. Since I am unable to admit you free, all I can do is urge you to see this truly amazing and unbelievable sight. We will give a bottle of My Sin perfume to any girl who can look into the grave and not faint. We will have an ambulance on call. If you look into this grave, you will remember it the longest day you live. Thank you. You can run from Suspiria. You can hide from Suspiria. Who's there? Who's there? But you cannot escape Suspiria. Once you've seen Suspiria, you will never again feel safe in the dark. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parents. Happy Halloween! I'm Dumpy the Pumpkin, the fresh ice cream cake made daily at Carvel. And here's my good friend, Ricky the Witch. Are you having a Halloween party? You're participating Carvel Ice Cream Store and ask to see Dumpy the Pumpkin and me, Wiki the Witch. Or if you want to send one of us to a friend... Please phone 800-327-GIFT and call a cake on most major credit cards. Thank you. We now bring you a special report from the Transylvania News Department. Count Dracula has ordered the world's leading monsters to come to his castle immediately. This conference on the night before Halloween only confirms the rumor from an unimpeachable source that Halloween is in danger of disappearing forever. Who knows what impact this will have on tiny tots all over the globe. If this rumor is correct, this means the end of Halloween, a beloved 2,000-year-old tradition. Who conceived this diabolical scheme? Some experts believe that Count Dracula himself is behind this threat to end Halloween. It is a sad possibility that Halloween, which got its name from All Hallows' Day, may be receding from us forever. And so tonight, 
The ancient streets of Transylvania are wild with rumors about this gathering of monsters in Count Dracula's castle. Trapped. 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 <laughs> They're trapped in a whirlpool of shrieking fear from the most fiendish idea ever conceived by the human brain. The brainiac. Amit has a friend. She was beautiful, desirable, and not altogether human. The curse of the crying women. Together they will trap you in a world of horror. But if you live through it, you will never forget. The Brainiac and the Curse of the Crying Women. Whoa! Major Pest Control! Dead! It's your chance to laugh at everything that ever scared you. Come on, Billy. Quit fooling around. Give me a kiss, darling. Oh, let me just see who that is. I'll be back for that kiss. Be sure to see it before sunrise. Saturday the 14th. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Interesting in the fact that I forgot to save the first hour and then I ended up having to save the first two hours all at once. (laughs) So our uh, break time kind of doubled, but I threw in some special things there for Michelle and Miles for their anniversary, which was the trailer for Captain Cronus, Vampire Hunter, and Saturday the 14th. Um, and uh, But yeah, sorry for the delay. Um, but yes, uh, we are back with Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the Tuesday edition, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And of course, welcome back to Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C. Lock him up. Lock him up. Oh, yes, and use lots of chains and whatnot. Put him in the dungeon. Use the chains to lock him up and then accidentally wrap him around his ankles. Absolutely. Tiny ankles. And hang him upside down in the dungeon like a bat. Oh, boom, ching, ching, chunk. Yes, like a bat. Hanging from a belfry. And, of course, Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania. The electric city where I charged the nuts in my neck. (laughs) He charged your nuts? In my neck. You know, like Frankenstein has nuts in his neck. Oh, I thought thought you you, you charged the nuts in your neck. I said, how do they get up in your neck? Oh, well... 
Where the nuts are on the end of the bolts, of course. So, anyway. Yeah, the nuts are on the end of his bolts and his neck. The bolts. Yeah. The bolts. They said bolts. 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 Nuts. Let's Let's throw some chains around his bolts. All right. Got a lot of audio. We still have a lot of audio left to get to. I do not see a Mad Lib happening tonight. Sorry, folks. Um, but uh, we, we got to get to this because what has been going on um, in uh, on the cables is you can't defend what Trump has done. And they've been attacking the process. And now that they can't attack the process anymore because Nancy Pelosi is doing exactly what they said they wanted to have happen was have an impeachment vote, a a vote, you know, um, for the inquiry. Uh, You know, they, they can't attack the process anymore. So what do you where do you go next? Well, you try to discredit American heroes. That's what you do. So. Let's get to this clip from Jake Tapper about Ambassador Bill Taylor and his record of service. Let's do that. Again, some of these are long clips. My apologies. And our breaks are going to be all super wonky now. But uh, listen to this. The deposition this past week from the top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine, Ambassador Bill Taylor, was, Republican sources tell CNN, impactful and, quote, reverberating among Republicans on the Hill. Taylor detailed conversations with Trump administration officials, pushing an explicit quid pro quo in his view. He was told, quote, everything Ukraine wanted from the United States, including military aid, depended upon the Ukrainian president publicly announcing an investigation into Joe and Hunter Biden. The White House has been relentlessly attacking Ambassador Taylor. What you're seeing now, I believe, is a group of mostly career politi- uh, career bureaucrats who are saying, you know what, I don't like President Deep Trump's state. politics, so I'm going to participate in this witch hunt that they're, that they're undertaking on the Hill. There's no evidence for that, and the president then called Taylor a never-Trumper, and there's no evidence for that. And he said that all never-Trumpers, quote, are human scum. Human scum. Thousands of miles away, Watching this all unfold was one of Taylor's West Point classmates with whom he served in Vietnam, now retired Colonel Bob Seitz. Let's show this photo here. That's Seitz on the left in this photo from Firebase Rakistan in Vietnam in spring 1971. Bill Taylor is the one on the right of the photo. For 18 months, Seitz and Taylor jumped from helicopters and rucked through the jungle-covered mountainous terrain, enduring, Seitz told me, quote, fatigue, hunger, bad weather, dying, killing, and a lot of terrible wounds. They were rifle company commanders of the 506th Regiment of the 101st Airborne, the same regiment from the World War II book and miniseries Band of Brothers. The motto of the 506, Kurahi, meaning we stand alone. To easy company, victory, and Kurahi. Seitz told me that Bill Taylor of Alpha Company was and remains the embodiment of the United States Military Academy Cadet Prayer, which says in part, quote, make us to choose the harder right instead of the easier wrong and never to be content with a half truth when the whole can be won. Colonel Seitz told me he has been enraged listening to President Trump and White House staffers lie and launch personal attacks on his friend Bill Taylor. Taylor even extended his tour in Vietnam an extra six months 
None of those attacking him ever stood up for their country the way Bill did, Sykes told me. Taylor's service to his country continued as a diplomat working for every administration since 1985, serving as U.S. ambassador to Ukraine under President George W. Bush. Former general and ambassador to Afghanistan, Carl Eikenberry, telling me, quote, Bill always volunteered for the tough posting in combat with the U.S. Army during the Vietnam War, Afghanistan, Gaza, the difficult spots in the Middle East, unquote. In Iraq, Taylor came under fire in both Baghdad and Fallujah. Earlier this year, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo asked Taylor to come out of retirement to head back to Kiev. Taylor was wary of taking the position after seeing how poorly the previous ambassador had been treated by the Trump administration, but his mentor had told him, quote, if your country asks you to do something, you do it. Sitting on Colonel Seitz's kitchen table right now is Wednesday's New York Times. Seitz looked at the cover photo with tears in his eyes. It shows his battle buddy, Taylor, walking into Congress to choose the harder right over the easier wrong, to not be content with a half-truth when the whole can be won. Taylor is standing alone, Sykes tells me, the way Currahees have stood alone for our country. But all of us other Currahees are standing with him, Sykes said. So President Trump can suggest that Taylor is human scum and the folks in the White House can attempt to smear Bill Taylor. But to his friends, the president is not just attacking Bill Taylor. He's attacking the values that Taylor personifies. Duty, honor, country. General Eikenberry told me Taylor's, quote, integrity and courage are the true marks of patriotism, loyal to an oath of office and never to be corrupted or intimidated by those seeking personal gain at our nation's expense, unquote. Now you can ask yourself of the behavior and the values you have seen displayed during this impeachment inquiry, Whose make you proud to be an American? And whose might make you ashamed? Damn. Curry. Amen. Curry. Amen. Seriously. You, you have, you know, reality TV star Bertha Bonespurs boy going up against Bill Taylor, who sacrificed, uh, you know, himself, you know, not himself, but... He sacrificed portions of his life in the Vietnam War. And he signed up for extra tours. And he's human scum. Even though, you know, he's not an ever-Trumper. And, of course, you know, the uh, Trump and uh, his new Hickabilly Slanders gal are like, oh, no, that's the language they deserve. Is it? Of course it is. Because look at how Trump treated John McCain. Before he died and after he died. Yeah. It's it's nothing new. It's all criminal. It's all disgusting. It's all self-serving. And again, a reality TV star is going to say, you know, oh, well, people like Bill Taylor, he's human scum. Or I, I prefer heroes who weren't captured. You know? Mm. Joe? 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 Yes, I'm here. Would you like to comment? Well, you know, it's it's an over... You, you know, it, this is like... It reminds me of the swift boating back in 2004. Oh, oh God, yeah. John Kerry, yeah, too. Yeah. There you go. You know, it, 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 it's, it's the same kind of thing. It, it's like, let's see. You have a guy who went into the Air, the National Guard to a... Four, to a uh, uh, avoid Vietnam. 
Yep. Daddy got him to the National Guard, and then you have uh, uh, what? He he won this. He won a Silver Cross, or something. I believe so. John Kerry. John Kerry won a Silver Cross and a Purple Heart. And a Purple Heart. Um, served in Vietnam. Served honorably. And they turned. They they actually turned the table on him. Yeah. With yeah. lies. And half truth. Swift boat so, veterans. Yeah, swift boat veterans. Um, so that's what this reminds me of. The Republicans are always doing this. Is this is this is par for the course? So now you have a bone spur king, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, disparaging. Let's see. Uh, gold star fathers and mothers. Oh right? yeah, the Khan family. The Khan family. We have him disparaging a a guy who was a prisoner of war and could have gotten out because of who he was sure. yeah. he chose to stay in a prison with his fellow prisoners in North Vietnam I sure. don't think it's Robert I don't Mueller. think it's an un, I think it's let's not forget he didn't just serve but if we're going to talk about what Republicans do to our, our our veterans they also they also went after John McCain for adopting a child of color oh yeah Mm-hmm. Oh look, he had you know, sex with him. Do, do you remember that? Oh, I remember. Yeah, in the that. South Carolina primary, that they, was Carl fucking they, Rove. That was Turk yeah, Blossom. They, started, Carl Rove. they they and started a a rumor that he fathered. Yes, a child of he color. He fathered yeah. a child of color, and so I think I know For where both. you're going with this, Joe. But I'm just really sick and tired of of. I I love my people on my side of the aisle saying. We should not, you know, we, the, the right wing does this to anybody on the left or the right if they go yeah. against the right wing ideology. Oh, president they're says doing it with Taylor. Yeah. President says, don't forget the Purple Heart Band-Aids at the Rape Publican Convention, too. Yes, so, yeah. yes. Yeah, he's totally right. The fact Absolutely. that they're going after Ambassador Taylor just shows to me again, you know, this idea, this idea that, you know, Republicans are the nationals, you know, the security, you know, that they've gone after McCain. They went after Kerry. Mueller. Mueller. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They didn't go after um, Flynn. And if you remember, the widow of that uh, was a special forces. Uh, yes. Down in Florida. Yes, uh, I can't when, remember his name, but you're right. He called. He called her uh, when when. Uh, yes. The congresswoman from that district was with the, the widow. Congressman yeah. Frederica. Right. Uh, and the debacle over that, and of yeah. course he turned it all on her, the widow. Yeah. Oh, and they love doing that. I mean, oh, I mean, I, I just, yeah. I'm so over the fact that Republicans seem to think like, oh, we're the party who supports the troops. They don't support the troops. Oh, they, they support them when support there's a, the, the, yeah, they support them like, oh, no, no, we totally support you. We love you. Go fight in this war. But when they come home, right. it's, it's like, it's like their stance on abortion. You know, it's like they love the fetus and hate the child, like Randy Rhodes says. You know, yeah, it's it's, it's just like, disgusting that they're going after um, Mr. Taylor. 
mm-hmm. and they're going after the guy who who is testifying today. Vindman, yeah, testifying. and we're we're going to get to testifying. Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, let's let's go ahead and do the break right now because Vindeman is that's the next audio I have, um, and and we'll continue. So so save your thoughts. It's it's going to happen here. Um, we're going to make this kind of a short break. I think uh, maybe this is an atomic fire size break. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, uh, do no. This one is got to be the right one. Yeah, there it is. There's the right version of Atomic Fire, everybody. Don't you worry. Kenny picks on it. Uh, so, All right. We're going to go ahead and hit the break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the latest uh, 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 veteran, hero, Purple Heart Iraq recipient. War. Yeah, Purple Heart mm-hmm. recipient that, uh, you know, the Trump cult has decided to start going after with, wait, not just attacks about their honor. Or, you know, what they did or didn't do. But, oh, it, it's kind of like, you remember the Mexican judge that couldn't, uh, you know, uh, 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 go you know um, go after Trump for uh, Trump University? Because he was Mexican and Trump was building a wall? Well, we're, we're right back to square one with that. Trump University. Yeah, Mexican go born. pricks. A no. Mexican born Michigan. Yeah, Mexican yeah. born in Michigan. Yeah, of Mexican descent. Oh, it wouldn't be fair because I'm building a wall, you dirty pricks. Uh, so anyway, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna go ahead and hit the break when we come back. Uh, lots more turn up. Oh, not lots more. Just one more segment uh, right after. Turn this. up the night with Kenny Pick. A smooth talking, jive talking, street thug. KennyPick.com. Fire. Out in the madness, the madness we call the future. 
Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Warning. This preview cannot show all of the terrifying and grotesque transformation sequences from the last 30 minutes of Indie Media Weekly. You have been warned on IndieMediaWeekly.com. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C., and thank you, Scranton. Welcome back to the final segment of this Tuesday edition, the pre... Oh, no, it's uh, All Hallows Eve 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 edition of Turn Up the Night. Yeah, that's right. Halloween's in two days, my friends. Lock him up. (laughs) Lock him up. Yeah. Ooh. All right. So Take welcome back. Me out to the Ooh. game. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and wow. uh, yeah, Joe's back too. So right, I'm uh, back. There we go. There's breaking news, by the way. Oh Christ. Oh really? Make oh, it quick. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Headline in New York Times seven minutes ago. Account of Trump's Ukraine call omitted key details. Official testifies. Oh. But two mentions of Joe Biden and Burisma and the Ukraine company for which Mr. Biden's son Hunter had worked were left out of the summary. What does that mean? It means that uh, 
that uh, Lieutenant Alexander Vindman, who testified today, oh, the said that the transcript spy? that was released by the, the, with those ellipses on them, uh-huh. mm-hmm. that those ellipses left out key details. Oh. And, he, and he tried to correct the transcript before it was issued and was denied. Oh, oh, thank you, you Joe. Ouch! You know, ouch, from now on, ouch, when ouch. when when you guys say breaking news, we got to play this. <laughs> That's our breaking news drop from now on. So so you say breaking news, and then I play that. So okay. yeah, this is this is a developing story. I'll I'll um I'll right. put a, a link right. here for everybody. Well, enjoy. enjoy. All right. Well, let's see what Fox News had to say about uh, Alexander, uh, Lieutenant Commander. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 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 Lieutenant Colonel, I believe. Uh, yes, Lieutenant Colonel. Yes. Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman. Uh, yeah, Commander would be Navy, right? Um, Colonel is Army. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman. Um, well, Laura Ingraham, boy, she sounds so nice. She does some things with her voice in this that are just like, no, don't you ever do that again, please. Thank you. Um, and she had uh, John, I love torture you. Um, author of the torture memo. Yeah, author of the torture memo. Uh, basically, you know, um, you know oh, I'm sorry. It's enhanced interrogation, not torture. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and you, you, be you. I'm going to say torture memo. There we go. So uh, this is uh, this is them on Fox News last night talking about Alexander Vindman. They found a new talking point again. You know, they, they've got they've gotten some good leg muscles for moving the goalposts on uh, how to defend Trump's criminality. So, uh, you know, and again, you know, how, hey, this Mexican, born in America, judge can't, you know, prosecute me for Trump University. Trump University. Go pricks. Because I'm building a wall and he's Mexican, but he's not Mexican. Oh, my God. This is the same fucking thing right here. Fox News has confirmed that a White House national security official, his name is Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman. He's going to tell impeachment investigators tomorrow in a statement that's been distributed to uh, some media outlets that he twice reported objections over Trump's call with Ukraine. But get this. This is buried in the New York Times piece tonight. But I found it very interesting. Um, He's a decorated colonel, by the way, in the Iraq war but because colonel vindeman emigrated from ukraine along with his family when he was a child and is fluent in ukrainian and russian ukrainian officials sought advice from him about how to deal with mr giuliani though they typically communicated in english now wait a second john (laughs) here we have a u.s national security official who is advising Ukraine while working inside the White House, apparently against the president's interest, and usually they spoke in English. Isn't that kind of an interesting angle on this story? I, I find that astounding, and you know, some people really? might call that espionage. No. 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 First of all, there's some key there's some key angles that you, that you just blurted out that 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 were crimes like why was he having to deal with Julie Fucanani? Uh, I mean how okay to me yeah, but I think fuck, we're what, even jumping ahead uh, of this. Uh, but Joe and, and, 
what Joe, do you mean by the president's in- interests? Yeah, yeah, How yeah, about exactly. The country's interests. Exactly. And and Joe, I want I want to uh, grind down on that point for a second here is that um Ukrainians were talking to him about how to deal with Giuliani. Giuliani, who is a private fucking citizen, who should have right. nothing to do with uh, uh, any of the goings on with government. You know, as in, you know, right. why wouldn't they ask him? How, well, but they were speaking English, but he speaks Ukrainian too. Ho oh, oh. So oh, sometimes they spoke English, but sometimes they spoke in another language. So. No one knew what they were talking about. The plot. The plot. Thinnins, as Adam Hebert would say. Um, uh, but seriously, uh, why wouldn't they want to talk to somebody in the White House to ask how to deal with somebody who wasn't in the White House? That's right. This gets to the basic point of it, right? right. They knew Giuliani was not a part of the White House. And should and, not have and, been conducting foreign policy. Right. And this this new government knew this and was trying to make sure that, you know, they could talk to the White House somehow. And then it's Giuliani. Yeah. I mean, it's Giuliani. I like, mean, this is a country who needs our country's support to fight Russia. And our special envoy to them is this lunatic, loser, former mayor, failed presidential candidate. Special envoy. And a hotel. He was Trump's special envoy. And a hotel. Best way to put it. He was Trump's special envoy. He was nobody's special envoy except for Trump's. He kept saying that he he went there to protect his client. Yeah. Yeah. I was there as the attorney, personal attorney, of Donald J. J. Trump, not the President of the United States, and he wasn't representing the United States. So it's pretty natural that the people in Ukraine, the diplomats there, who are professional diplomats, would say, well, what the fuck? Is, what's going on with this uh, yeah, guy? Yeah, uh, how do like, we, we, yeah, we, we've never dealt with anything like this. Uh, how, uh, how does right. this even make sense in the grand scheme of things? Exactly. To flip it back around, to hear Laura Ingram saying, oh my goodness, he spoke English. Oh! I mean, she makes it sound like Giuliani had a right to be meddling in in, in diplomacy. She did. Exactly. And like she also, she also, legitimate. yeah, and, exactly. and as Rain pointed out, he also, she, I'm sorry, sorry, Laura, she also <laughs> said, oh, they were working in against the best interest of, of Trump. No, they weren't. They weren't, you know, she, but that's her main concern. They were working against Trump, not against America, you know. Oh, my God. No, I mean, God, these people are so stupid. Doesn't this really go directly? I mean, what what Laura Ingram's show did last night, and I don't know about, I don't know about Hannity and any of the other freaking shows. I got some more. Last night, Laura Ingram's show made it really clear that they are not news, which I know we know that, right? Yeah. But she's literally willing to take down anybody yeah. who is acting in the defense of the United States of In America. the most superficial way possible. So, yeah, Fox News, fairly unbalanced. Uh, yeah. Because this, this guy... This guy Fox who, News. Go ahead. Yeah. This, this guy, I can't remember his name. I... It, 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 oh, Lieutenant uh, Colonel Lieutenant, he, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vindeman. Say it again. I'm sorry. Vindeman. Vindeman. Alexander yeah, Vindeman. He 
He actually said, I am not the whistleblower. I am coming forward because I am a patriot. He said that. I am a patriot and I am not the whistleblower. And Mm -hmm. Laura Ingram with John Yu and Alan Dershowitz, who is Jeffrey Epstein's attorney, all tried to make him out to be a possible traitor or a double, you know, like an agent, double agent. Oh, but to be fair, like, uh, but to be fair, Dershowitz kept his tidy whities on the whole interview. He did. The the fact that he was there, the fact that he was there and didn't say anything, he can go pound a box of salt up his butt. Oh, he said a few, he said a few things. We did. I just didn't record it. I don't so. care if you recorded the fact that he was there and there's no video or audio of him speaking out against the fact that jo- you, the torture memo guy, yeah. who co- basically accused him of being a, a, a spy. Yeah. And Laura Ingram didn't. Oh, it scumbags one and all. It makes me really angry. Well, uh, here, uh, let me see if I can make you angrier because I have a clip from Fox and Friends uh-huh. this morning. Where they they dovetailed, or well, I shouldn't say dovetailed. That's too nice. Where they bat winged. No, doves like peace. Yeah, they they. Uh, but anyway, here. Uh, the White House, I think, is can hardly wait to hear what uh, a fellow who's going to be appearing behind closed a doors fella. in the skiff later today, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, has to say. He's an Iraq uh, veteran. He's been in foreign. Ser- he's been uh, detailed to the National Security Council. He's a 20-year vet, uh, and he apparently heard that phone call and was so upset he went directly to his bosses and said the president can't do that it's the same phone call that you have read the transcript between our president and no it's not a fucking transcript you stupid it's a fucking notes it's not a full fucking transcript and as the new york times is reporting tonight it wasn't even accurate exactly Exactly. So anyway, continuing after my rage outburst. President of Ukraine. So uh, he's uh, got a Purple Heart, uh, and he uh, is from the Soviet Union. He emigrated here uh, oh, and Jesus has Christ. an to the, the Ukrainian people. He said, quote, I did not think it was proper. This is one of the excerpts from his prepared remarks. Okay, he said, did you hear that? He said he has an affinity for the Ukrainian people. Well, so what? what the fuck? Nobody knows that. Nobody. Parents are from Germany, and I have an affinity for. Nobody knows that. Nobody fucking knows anything about Vindeman and his affinity for fucking chocolate fudge or peanut butter fudge. You know, nobody fucking knows a goddamn thing about him, whether he likes, you know, Sex in the City or Star Trek The Next Generation. Nobody fucking knows anything about him in his personal life other than the one thing I know he has an affinity for is serving his country and earning a purple heart yes and you know what i heard I, I i wish i could find the article that i read it at in order to get up to lieutenant colonel you have to you have to um five times you have to say my affinity affinity is to the united states of america five times every time you get that you know um yeah the you know pledge or uh, allegiance or pledge um Oh God, forgive me. I don't and, know. Um, when you get promoted, when you get promoted, every time you get promoted, you have to say, "I serve the United States of America 
and I serve to protect our Constitution. Five yeah. times he yeah. did this. The fact that he was in the White House as a member of the NS, you know, the the the, um, the NSC. There's no way he was a traitor or a spy or any of that. The fact that well, the Fox News was even. Oh, God, and I love yeah. that. I love the way they 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 imply his motives and his feelings. Uh, days after a certain White House counselor called a reporter, excoriating that for doing exactly that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But anyway, let's let's continue. Fox and Friends piling on after Laura Ingram's bullshit. Uh, with torture boy and Dersha pants. For foreign government to investigate a U.S. citizen, and I was worried about the implications for the U.S. government in support of Ukraine. He goes on, but the thing is important to point out is he says he's complained twice, uh, once in early July, once after the phone call. But what the president's pr- trying to pursue, uh, seemingly, is what happened in 2016. And it just so happens the person who's a candidate for president was in charge just of corruption so in 2016. What a US coincidence. So the president has some questions about the Ukraine which I assume he will soon present that argument. Big pressing matters and just totally a totes a coincidence, Rain, that it just so happened to be Biden that was involved in this conspiracy theory that that everybody seems to be leaving out the overall context of on the right. Oh my God, I hate these people so fucking much. I hate them too. I hate them too because what the right Fox News and, and the douchebags in in the house are literally trying to say this is all about we need to find the dirt on the bidens and that entire argument is falling apart they don't have a defense at this point except now today to say that this lieutenant colonel is um we need to suspect we need to really look at him with side eye espionage yeah we, we need to really look at him because he's from the Ukraine and he speaks Ukrainian. Yeah, came, Ukraine, f- I don't, came I don't know from language, came from Ukraine, came from Ukraine. He was born hold, here. But yeah, hold on. Came came from Ukraine as a child, much yes. like what they're trying to do to who? Everybody, I don't well, know. Well, not everybody, but you know, uh, 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 from uh, oh god, now I, I, uh, brain fart, uh, from the AOC squad, um, uh, oh, oh, um, Talib, yeah, re- yeah, Rashida Talib. Is it right? No, 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 it's no not Talib, it's, it's um, um Preston. Omar, no, Omar, it yeah. is Omar. Yeah. But the thing is, and, and here's the Ilhan thing, and I'm Omar. sorry Ilhan it took Omar. me so long to get to this, but what really, really bothers me about this, and and it, I don't think it's any of our fault, it's not my fault, it's not anybody's fault. We're focusing mm. on the fact that they're going after this guy from because he's from Ukraine. Yeah. The bigger the bigger problem here, and, and, and we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks, but the bigger problem here is that this is the ultimate of trump's trump's ideology it's america first america first nazis and he doesn't want to he doesn't and and laura ingram is is a perfect example we have to go after him because he wasn't born here yeah yeah doesn't 
rubbing her hands together. Yeah. Yeah, the Trumpsters. The Trumpsters want to denigrate anybody, anybody who was not born in the United States of America. And if they come out against him, they're going to denigrate them. Mm -hmm. And this is a really, really dangerous thing, in my opinion. It is. Because he's, this guy is a, he's, he said it. He said it point blank. I'm speaking out because I'm a patriot. And yes. and these America First people are saying he's not a patriot. He's well, not a patriot because he's you know, speaking out against Trump. You know who the real patriots are according to the Trump cults, of course. Joe, you know who the real patriots are according to the Trump cult, right? The real patriots. Um, the, the New England patriots. Oh, well, no, no. They, they actually... Uh, reality TV stars are the real patriots because you sure. know they they elected Trump and and Sean Duffy from HBO's The Real World. That motherfucker. Uh, yes. Yeah. So Brianna Keeler, God, doing the same thing. God bless Brianna Keeler. I wish there was a God to bless her. I'm going to give her a preemptive preemptive amen, amen. right now. Amen. Brianna Keeler. Uh, Sean Duffy appeared on, and I have one more clip after this. I we might be able to get to, um, but seriously, Brianna Keeler, kind of a long clip here, talking about Sean Duffy and other people's attacks on uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vindeman. And this is it, it, seriously, Brianna Keeler. I, I've been watching her for a, a few years now, since you know all of them. <laughs> you know and she is a powerhouse she is uh, says who says who well you says know who? you're in jail now so you don't get to ask that question anymore michael cohen um uh but yeah brianna keeler is an absolute powerhouse on cnn and this is a clip that proves it right here Right now on Capitol Hill, Republicans are facing one of their biggest tests of the impeachment inquiry. They are hearing from the first current White House official and the first person who was actually on the July 25th Ukraine call. That's Army Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, who serves as a director on the National Security Council, where his specialty is Ukraine. He is testifying, according to his opening statement, that he was so troubled by President Trump pressuring Ukraine's president to investigate his political rival Joe Biden and his son Hunter that Vindman reported it to his superiors twice. Some GOP lawmakers, including the president himself, have resorted to insulting Vindman by questioning his politics. Trump called him a never-Trumper, which there is no basis for doing. And then other supporters of the president have resorted to insulting Colonel Vindman in a much more vile way. They're questioning his patriotism. Here we have a U.S. national security official who is advising Ukraine while working inside the White House, apparently against the president's interest, and usually they spoke in English. Isn't that That's kind of an interesting story. angle on this story? No. I, I find that astounding, and you know, some people might call that espionage. Some who? No one who knows what they're talking about would call that espionage. It is literally Vindman's job to talk to Ukrainians. And the prevailing view on U.S. foreign policy is that money going to Ukraine is a counterbalance to Russia, a U.S. foe. It's pretty simple stuff, but not for former Republican congressman and CNN contributor Sean Duffy. 
He is a former Ukrainian. He wants to make sure the taxpayer money goes in military aid to I'm the sorry, Ukraine. I'm sorry. Why He's does it matter? Why does it position? matter where he was born? He, I'm sorry, he, Congressman Duffy. Why I'm, does it matter I'm, I'm where he was born? That, that came up on Fox News. He's an active duty military member, uh, an American he, he, who was awarded the Purple you know Heart. I'm a. I'm of Irish descent. Um, I still love the Irish. Um, and he has an affinity probably for his homeland. So that is some anti-immigrant bigotry, and it's an odd questioning of patriotism coming from Sean Duffy, the guy who spent part of his 20s on MTV's The Real World and Real World Road Rules Challenge, while Alexander Vindman spent his on foreign deployments, including one to Iraq, where he earned a Purple Heart after he was injured by a roadside bomb. And it's a sign of how desperate some of the president's backers are as they try to defend him against what Vindman, perhaps the most credible and knowledgeable witness so far, has to tell Congress. Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney, who is often at odds with President Trump's anti-interventionist policies, defended Vindman today. Their patriotism, their love of country, we're talking about decorated veterans who have served this nation, who have put their lives on the line, and it is shameful to question their patriotism, their love of this nation, and we should not be involved in that process. Hypocrite. So let's just review what patriotism is, since some are trying to redefine it. The quality of being patriotic, devotion to and vigorous support for one's country. Not one's party, not one's president, so let's not be confused. God damn. Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. I wonder how many wrists uh, Brianna Keelar uh, broke in that. Uh, I, 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 I think it might be something like... Uh, all of them. Yes, all <laughs> of the wrists. <laughs> so, <laughs> all of the wrists. All of them. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but seriously, I mean, that was brilliant. That was brilliant, and I'm sorry that you guys had to hear the the Ingram bullshit again, uh, once again. But I didn't have time to cut it down. But Joe, uh, y- you want to add to that? Fucker. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Jesus. I mean, I mean, Duffy, and and, and oh. what the what is wrong with these people? They have everything. No they have everything. No shame. Everything's wrong with them. Uh, everything's wrong with all of them. Yes. No self-awareness. No sense of irony. No decency. I mean, I mean really. No humility. No, no, no redeeming human qualities. And no, you know, they talk about respect. Respect for the presidency. Oh. Well, you know what? I would have cheered if I was in that stadium, and they show and the and they said respect for the pres the, the person, the office, not the person. So if if the Oval Office was in that booth, I would have cheered it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the most messed up things, though, is that Duffy was just hired by CNN. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, that's another it thing. Is. CNN. What do they hire the like like Rick Santorum? Why did they hire him? I don't know. I don't Lewandowski. even know. Lewandowski. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I respect. Them? I really do respect. They had Jeffrey her. Ward for a while, didn't they? Yes, they. Oh did. yeah, they, they cut him I, loose. I, I don't he's, understand he's now... why they hired Duffy. Duffy Jeff, was yeah. actually he was hired like I think three days ago because I saw him. Um, I actually saw a clip with him and Essie Cup, and Essie Cup was like, "Do you think I'm human scum?" Yeah, 
I, so oh. I don't understand what's going on again over at CNN. Uh, I don't know. But- maybe maybe it's the way, way, way to illustrate a point um, as to how deranged these Trump cultists are. I'm not trying to make excuses maybe. for them. I'm speculating. Maybe. Maybe, but... So. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. There was something, and this is a little bit off the subject, but but uh, Chris Cuomo had that uh, Congressman Crenshaw on. Oh God! Last yeah, night. Oh, yeah. he's the guy with the eye patch. Yeah. Oh yeah, my God! I don't God. like him. After After Cuomo got got off, him and Don Lemon got into it over his fawning over Crenshaw. Oh. I mean, I I, I swear, Chris Cuomo asked wanted to pin him. And, and go steady. No, oh. it was See, disgusting. It was disgusting. And if you could find it, find it and look mm. look at it. And when when he handed it off to, to Lemon, uh, Don Lemon, Lemon says, "Well, you know, like uh, the guy is an as a, a Trump support. You know, he was and said this, this, and that. And he's going, he's a very smart guy. And 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 mm-hmm. he, he's the future of. He's got a future in the Republican Party. And we better watch him. No, no." Nope. No, I don't like Better him. Keep, no, I don't like no, him at all. No. He's a right wing nut. Keep an eye on him. No, did oh. I say that? Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So <laughs> I know we're running long right now, but I have a follow up clip with uh, 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 John Berman and Sean Duffy and uh, Charlie Dent on Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindeman. Do you guys want to hear that? It's four minutes long. Should we do Go it? for it. Okay. Uh, Rain, you sure? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here it is. I- I'm going to play this because it further exposes Sean Duffy as being just a piece of human garbage in the depths he will plumb to trash an American hero. Again, reality TV star. MTV's the real world. Road rules. Yeah, you really served your country well. Piece of garbage. Seriously, you and Mr. You're fired. Fucking uh, scumbag Trump the Apprentice. Oh my God, I'm so glad I never watched that piece of shit show. When I asked you about Colonel Vindman, the very first thing you said was he was Ukrainian. So, so yes or no, do you, do you trust Ambassador Bill Taylor more because he was born in the United States? Where does the location no. of his birth well, matter? Well, Mark Meadows, so, who I'm, I think I'm, you agree with, was born in France. Is, is he right. pro-French by definition? That's a pretty stunning comment well, you made I, just there. And it's remarkable so and notable given that Laura Ingram last night and in, in her apparent talking points brought it up as well. So I read his statement, John, and I'm sure you did as well. Um, And it seems very clear that he is incredibly concerned about Ukrainian defense. I don't know that he's concerned about American policy, but his main mission was to make sure that the Ukraine got those weapons. I understand that. We all have an affinity to our homeland where we came from. Like me, I'm sure that Vidman has the same affinity. Uh, or like Mark Meadows. I'm just sorry. Are you suggesting that you would would put Irish Irish defense over U.S.? defense is that what you're saying congressman so are are we saying are we saying that by giving this money to the ukraine that absolutely 
is the money that's going to secure American national defense against Russia? I mean, I just I don't I don't believe that. And so he's yes, entitled to yes, his opinion. He has an affinity, I think, for the Ukraine. He speaks Ukrainian. He came from the country, and he wants to make sure they're safe and free. I understand that. That's an asset. But the for president this is the, my point is asset. the president is the one who gets to set the policy, <laughs> and he's the one who looks out for America first and the American taxpayer and the American citizens. And he'll are take advice saying, from all kinds of people. Are you saying that Colonel Vindman, a, a decorated war veteran? Isn't looking out for America first, yes or no? I, I don't know what he's doing. I, I, I think what... In, you can't say yes, that Colonel Vindman... I all your viewers to read it. You can't say what, that he's looking out for America was, first? You can't he, say that Colonel Vindman, a decorated had, war veteran, is looking out for America first? He had tied the, the Ukrainian oh military money from U.S. taxpayers together for e. American national defense. And I think that that can be debatable, mm. and that policy can differ no. based on what kind of money mm. the Europeans give the kind of corruption that's involved oh. in the Ukraine. Um, and uh, I think that's all relevant consideration. And so I think there's a broader perspective that President Trump has on putting our country and our taxpayers first. And I think reading the statement that Vindman had a concern for, Sean, for Ukrainian Congressman Dan, Congressman Dan, what, do you, think, what do you think no. of Sean, a Republican defense that, that, that does not think Sean. that a U.S. colonel would put America first, Congressman Dent. Look, look, Sean, I, I, I have Colonel. to ask you a question, Sean. Do you think that the United States should... This is Charlie Dent, also former Republican uh, senator. I don't, I don't remember. Anyway. Maybe anyway. Joe does, Charlie Dent. I don't. Conservative. ...be mm-hmm. supporting Ukraine to get the Russians out of their country. Do you think that should be our policy? Yeah, or do you no, think I the do. president... Uh, is oh, so he agrees. So I'm I'm glad to hear that because when I hear this, I mean, I'm not the president. I get the sense many times, and they've got the money. Well, I I understand, but the president's commander in chief, and we. Uh, well, well, Congress, I thought Congress was trying to help set policy. Congress provides the funds uh, to support and implement our national security strategy. The president and, sets uh, the foreign policy. I, I like the Congress we're all on the same policy. page. The, oh, my God. There's a, there's a shadow of Ukraine policy being run here by people who had, but I maybe think, a back different agenda point. than what I had and what apparently you had. I, I had never heard of Mr. Vidman before last night, and I'm sure, John, you hadn't, and I'm sure, Charlie, you hadn't either. So I don't know anything about him, but nope. for the resume that I read, I don't know, I don't know anything about mm-hmm. him, so I can't judge whether right. he puts America... But you just fucking <laughs> did! You just fucking did! You judged him and said, oh, he's Ukrainian, so he puts Ukraine first. Came here as a child, you know... But, you know, I, I'm Irish, so, of course, you know, I still love Ireland. Well, you know what? I, most of my family is German, Irish, and Scottish, but you, guess what? I don't, I don't really give a fuck. I love this yeah. country. This is yes. my country. This is my country right here. You know? And, and Vindemann is probably the same way. He was a little kid when he came over here. But anyway, but just... Hold, we got le- like 40 seconds left of the clip, so, and then I'll let you chime in, Rain. First, I spent well, the last five years looking but, at Donald Trump people, fighting for right, the American you know people, and so I know he's trying to Bullshit. put them first. Bullshit. I can't judge him because like, I don't know we him. Gotta go. like, we got to go, Congressman But Dan, you did Congressman judge Dan, him. Thank you both for being with <laughs> us. Uh, hey, I heard about his name hey, last I like week. Charlie, too, by the way. You what? We're, we're friends. Who? Yeah, we're, I like Charlie, good, by the way. We're good buddies. We're buddies. You guys seem like chums. Uh, I can just say, when I looked at Colonel Vidman's resume, what jumped out to me was American war veteran, Purple Heart, and a lieutenant colonel uh, part of it. That's what jumped out to me first. Uh, And I speak French. It doesn't mean I put French 
first. Uh, Congressman Duffy, Congressman Dent, I do appreciate you both being with us. Is your Thanks, French John. good enough? It's terrible. I got yeah. a D in French. Right. So I don't know if that's a good credential that no. you should be bragging no. about. See, now that was funny. Okay, at the end, the, they they brought it home there. So uh, thank you, Allison Camarota, for. <laughs> but seriously, oh well, he's Ukrainian. I mean, he's Ukrainian, so I he obviously. I think the the end of that, the end of that. Do you speak French? I don't. My French sucks. Is is perfect because yeah after this guy what was duffy mr duffy sean duffy sean duffy just went full tilt he went head first into this whole thing with this right wing and you know he got the talking points from the, the rnc right oh of course at least i believe that he got the talking points he went in oh. he's like, i'm gonna give all these talking points i don't think that's a far stretch ran yeah <laughs> Think, and yeah. and the thing that blew me away is like he didn't know anything about him, so he. Was I can't judge him. I can't just, judge him, even though I just got done judging him. Right. So he just threw all these talking points. Like seriously, what I want CNN to do is say, "Listen, Mr. Duffy, we're going to let you go because Fox News wants to pay you more." Yeah, really. Because he didn't, he didn't know anything that he was talking about, any of it, none of it. And and what the funniest part about this was, um, if it wasn't for the other people on the panel, I might have believed him. Oh, uh, actually, you know, I would not have believed him. But just yeah, just <laughs> it was Fox just news. It was just John Berman, Sean Duffy, and Charlie Dent. That was it. You know, he didn't know anything he was talking about. He literally went in there and was like, I'm going to slam this guy who's going to testify against the president. That's my job here at CNN now. And I feel like CNN needs to hire better people yeah. to defend Trump. If you're going to hire Republicans, that's fine. It's fine. I get it. I don't know. I don't know. Do we Do we they really do we want people who know what they're fucking talking about? Because Duffy did not know well, what he was it, talking about. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this argument out here right now, Rain. Is there anybody better to defend Trump? Because I think that argument would have been the same from any no. racist Trump cultist. I no, think it would have been be absolutely right. the same. Uh, no, but anyway, actually, I can't yeah. disagree with that. <laughs> So um, that goes that goes down to the fact that there have been people saying if if the people who are out there defending him, you know, talking about oh we hate this whole entire impeachment inquiry and all the leaks and all the leaks and all the leaks, nothing is leaking that defends Trump. Yeah. So you yeah. you really do have a point there. So all right, uh, Again, Joe. Why Joe, they hire him? Yeah, seriously. I mean, uh, uh, comic relief. Maybe, uh, you know, <laughs> a, again, a, another failed reality TV star like Trump. Joe, all right, what do you have on that before we uh, wrap things up? I couldn't have said it better. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. I appreciate it. <clears throat> so I would say, yes, Rain, you're right. And that's all. Thank Nothing you. more to say on that subject. All right. All right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're gonna uh, uh, we're gonna go a little bit long at the end of the show after we do parting shots and everything, because we're gonna play Michael Rappaport one more time at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be our our wacky closing audio for tonight. 
But all right, parting shots. Let's make him snappy. Uh, 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 Joe, real quick. Um, uh, the Tim Caramel show coming up right now. Yeah, that's that's right. And you'll be hearing the White House horror costume uh, uh, line that we have uh, made available at the Clown Car. Ooh, is it a bonanza of costumes? Oh, yes. We have right. Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Is uh, Junkyard Jared there? <laughs> You know, I, I didn't because I never I didn't hear about junkyard Jared. Oh. In time, so. No, <laughs> meaner than the junkyard Jared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, by the but, way, um, you, go ahead. Remember, uh, avoid the the brown acid, right? Yeah, yeah. It's poorly avoid manufactured. The avoid the chocolate German cake, because in Germany, mourners at a funeral in northern oh. Germany were accidentally served hash cake. <laughs> Local police say mm. 13 funeral goers were in the restaurant at Weidengard and experienced nausea and dizziness after eating the cake. Apparently, an 18-year-old had been asked to bake the cake, but she baked a separate one for a separate occasion, and her mother took the wrong one to the funeral. Oh, boy. Yes. Don't. It's just bad acting. It's manufactured poorly. Yeah. Yes, don't eat the don't eat the chocolate cake. All right, there you go. All right, and uh, you should feel that coming in the air tonight. Uh. All right, Rain, what is your parting shot uh, this eve before we get to the Tim latest Tim Cormel show and Joe's a stupendous clown car? My parting shot is that the fact that you have. Jim Jordan and all these other guys trying to stop hearings and saying we can't be in two places at one time and all the stunts that they're pulling means that they don't have anything good coming out of the testimony that's behind closed doors. They got nothing because they're the first people to leak. They got nothing. Nothing. So my parting shot is when they pull the stunts, just know they're getting more and more desperate. They certainly are. Especially when it comes to saying one of our NSA advisors is not American enough because he wasn't born in America. And here's here's my parting shot. I don't care if you were born in America or not. If you are here in America, you're an American. Period. End of report. You hear that, Melania? Uh, Okay, well. Well, if you're here in America and you've served our country... Other than the point, point and look at things, uh, be best yes. program, you know. Well, you can serve, you can serve America by doing charity work or whatever. But my point, I guess, my parting shot is: if you come here to be an American, you are American enough to me. I agree, uh, but you know what. You're not so so American if you want to come over here and peel our trees. The best has three pillars. Yeah. Stop peeling our trees, Melania, you un-American freak. <laughs> Why do mommy look like the Joker? Uh, no, so. so fuck Fox mm-hmm. News. Yeah, that's fuck what Fox News. Yeah. Botox will do to you. <laughs> and both socks. So. Both socks and Botox. <laughs> both socks and Botox and tree peelers. A tree peeler. So. The best has three pillars. Yeah. Oh. 
Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, I want to give a, a, a PSA to all the kids out there. If you get an apple in your trick-or-treat bag, mm-hmm. make sure your parents cut it up before you eat it Mm-mm. so there's mm-hmm. no razor blades in it. And don't take any candy that doesn't have a wrapper on it. You dumb kids. Why would you take that? Don't take a fistful of unwrapped candy corn. Take that Snickers bar, you dummies. And that's that's a that's one of Gron. <laughs> don't trick or treat in bars. <laughs> like I did. Don't trick or treat in bars. <laughs> yeah, like Joe did. So. And that's one Gron. All right, you stupid kids. Don't get poisoned or killed on Halloween. We'll see you on Friday. And then we got Michael Rappaport uh, in a minute here. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Good fucking job, DC. Good fucking job. You booed that fat fucking, that fat slob was up there going, smiling, like, oh, this isn't happening. Yeah, it's fucking happening, and it's going to continue to happen, you fat fuck, and your fucking worthless wife, the first lady, she does nothing for the country. Let me tell you something, okay? You're the first president who's never thrown out a first pitch while in office. What's the matter, tubby? Huh? What's the matter, you fat fuck? You're such a tough guy, huh? You're afraid of uh, throwing the ball low and outside? You're already taking the country low and outside. Congratulations to the good people of Washington, D.C. Boo that fat animal wherever he goes, wherever he shows up. Boo that fat fuck. And if Dick Stain, Donald Trump Jr., his fucking clown-ass frat boy son shows up, boo that clown also. Ivanka and fucking Junkyard Jared also. Good.